Common Sensors Podcast consumers. Welcome to the official Centibration episode for Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I'm, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And if you've been following us, you know what's going on tonight. We are having a big party for all of our main wall supporters, people that work on the podcast, uh, people that have listened to it, specifically number one wall fan Darshan, who's sitting just to my right, and one of our patrons, Seth Rosenberg, who also happens to be a good friend of mine. Uh, we're going to have people coming in and out of the studio throughout this episode. And uh, we had some technical difficulties as I as I started the live feed, and, and hopefully those are taken care of. But apologies if we do get into some of that once again. Uh, and apologies for the madness that is the Centibration episode because it's going to be madness. I mean, everyone's having drinks. I don't even know what's going on. There's kids running around everywhere. There's probably going to be a kid jumping on the, the studio desk here at some point. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get into the madness, I, I do have some housekeeping here, and that would be social plugs. You can keep up with Go Tell It to the Wall podcast in multiple ways. One of those would be Twitter. Follow our official Twitter account, which is at Tell the Wall Pod. And you can, of course, follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. Follow both of those. You guys follow both of those, right? Yep. Seth yes. doesn't use social media, so Seth doesn't. But I know Darshan yep. does. Number one wall fan, Darshan. Uh, so make sure you are following those. You can, of course, follow us on Facebook. We are currently live on Facebook with the Centibration episode. That's where the, the real madness is going to happen because... <coughs> Excuse me. Like I said, we have the studio door completely open, and people are just going to be coming in and out, drinking beers, uh, and, and and having some fun. And we've got multiple beers throughout the episode, so make sure you head over to Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Go Tell It to the Wall, like our page, keep up with all the things that we do, all of the common sense, all of the episodes. I know both of you guys are on there. Seth doesn't like to admit it, but I think he's even liked the page on there. He he's not on Facebook though, so don't try to find him. Uh, and of course. YouTube, head over to YouTube, search Go Tell Us the Wall, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our page, and make sure you are checking back often for videos. That's where you're going to find uh, all of our beer reviews, all of our live feeds get posted there after the fact, as well as clips from shows and stuff that, that you're only going to find on YouTube. And most importantly, of all those things I just mentioned, would be SeanOrourkeLive.com, bookmark it, check back often. That's where you'll find links to all those things I just mentioned, uh, as well as blog posts, photos you're not going to find anywhere else, and other great stuff. And our Patreon page, if you would like to be in the studio, for our bicentibration, which is going to happen 100 episodes from now, make sure you head over to Patreon, become a patron of Go Tell It to the Wall, support the podcast financially, and help us kind of stay in business here. Help us be able to be able to have beer reviews and, and have all the good things. And, and somebody's got to trim this beard, so so make sure you're, you're paying my barber. I'm just kidding; it doesn't actually go to my barber. It, it really goes to keeping the studio running. So that being said, let's get into all of the things that we're doing here. I want to kick things off with some thank yous, and we're just not even kick things off because we're going to continue to do thank yous kind of throughout the evening. And Dar neither of you guys want to sit in the main seat here. We've got a second mic set up. They're sitting in on the couch to the side of me. Uh, but we do have a big thank you for number one wall fan Darshan, who really has been listening since the beginning. Uh, I think she found the podcast before I even know, knew how to find the podcast. And I specifically remember Darshan coming over to our house for a barbecue uh, and, and saying like, oh, I listen to your podcast. And I was like, oh, cool. I didn't know anyone knew where it was yet. And there she is kind of peeking her head into the live feed. You can sit in the chair, Darshan. No. It's okay. She's very camera shy. Uh, but that's how Darshan became number one wall fan Darshan. And actually, taught me how to use GIFs on Twitter, which didn't take much teaching. I just didn't realize it was as easy as clicking on the little GIF link. GIF? No, right? That's what they call them. That's what the kids call them, GIFs? I mean, or technically it's GIF. GIF? Oh, are you one that calls it GIF? No, I'm not, and I think it's dumb. Yeah, I I, I like to call it GIF. I, I, I like GIF better. I definitely do. 
Um, so I'm going to stick with GIF. And then, of course, uh, Seth Rosenberg, who is a very close personal friend of mine and has been a patron of the podcast for, gosh, almost since the beginning, I believe. Right, Seth? Pretty close. Yeah, pretty close to the beginning and, and is an avid listener of the podcast and, and often, uh, even though he's not on social media, often texts me to tell me I'm either wrong or, or something was good. More often than not, it's that I was wrong about something. I know that happens um, quite not a bit. True. And here we have the amazing Bradley coming in. We'll see how long his shirt stays on. The last time he was on a podcast episode, his shirt did not stay on the entire time. Have a seat in the chair, Bradley. Uh, no, you know what? Actually, Bradley, go, gra- go grab yourself a pint glass and come right back because I want to pour some of this. And on that note, actually, I want to talk. we're going to have multiple beers throughout the episode. I specifically got some cool like Southern California beers to, to kind of share with everyone, share with everyone coming in the studio, but of course share with everyone out there listening as well. Uh, and the first one we've got here is actually a double IPA called Unity, and it's from Claremont Craft Ales. This is a fairly, I keep wanting to say fairly new brewery. Uh, they're not. They've been around for five years. I actually got into a conversation with a bartender out in Pomona last weekend because uh, I've, I've been seeing it pop up more and more. And they've been around for about five years, but they're, they're getting bigger distribution and now finally making their way to Los Angeles, which is weird because Claremont is really not that far from here. I was literally right next to Claremont to see a, uh, a, a concert last Friday. So it's not like it's super far away, but it's finally making its way to Los Angeles. And for LA Beer Week, and actually it says right on here, LA Beer Week 19, they created this beer. They brewed it uh, in conjunction with a couple other breweries, and it was the official beer for LA Beer Week. Uh, Bradley, pour yourself some of that. The un- this is the Unity. We were just talking about it. You missed it, but you're going to enjoy it. It's a double IPA. Uh, so that's the first beer we're sharing on the podcast today, and and, and Bradley's going to give us his thoughts on it. I enjoy it. It's a double IPA, so it, it's, it's definitely got some kick to it, uh, but it's smoother than some of the, the stone double IPAs that you come across. And I would give some to Seth, but he he's unable to drink actual beers. <laughs> he's back there drinking a cider. Right, Seth? Yeah. Seth, yeah, see, yep. Um, so that is our that's our first beer this week that, that we're going to talk about. And Bradley is also a, a good friend of mine. And actually, maybe we'll get into a little bit of triathlon. Not quite yet, but maybe we'll get into a little bit of triathlon talk. I'm I'm jealous. I used to spend uh, spend a lot of my days training for triathlons and and got too busy. Two year old wife, all of these things. And Bradley is fortunate enough to be able to to train for the Malibu triathlon that's happening in. Do you have the exact date, Bradley? September fourteenth. September fourteenth. Yeah, that's right. Oh, see, so it's not. It's that one wouldn't. You sometimes it conflicts with the burn a little more. Uh, like my first burn, I was actually signed up, and it was the weekend after. But I feel like that's like two weeks after the burn, right? Mm-hmm. Or when's the, is the burn early? And it, it's nice when it lines up that the burn is earlier, and then the triathlon is a little later. Because sometimes the triathlon can end up being like September fifth, around that around that time frame. So that's interesting. Um, and you're doing the classic distance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you convinced me. I told you. Yeah, I yeah, told you the yeah. classic distance. Here, we're not. You can. You don't. You don't have to be right on it. Do we have a doorbell? <laughs> Apparently, we have a doorbell in my house. Uh, I believe it's one of the children hitting the doorbell right now. Um, so thank you to Bradley as well for being a, a, a fan of the podcast, helping us out, and uh, and we're, we'll talk a little more triathlon, uh, kind of as the episode goes on. Um, and and how are you enjoying the unity? Did you? you it's you, really good. You enjoying yeah, it? When you told me double IPA, I was a little worried, but uh, <laughs> it tastes really good. The double IPAs can be worrisome. Uh, there was one, actually, Seth and I were out at a bar. What, what, what like a month ago? We're at, at a Greyhound, and and there was a, uh, I think it was a double IPA, but it was something sitting at like twelve percent. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, and that one was like, oh my. 
and and I could have one of those, and I was about done. It was like chewing on a hop. Yeah, yeah, it was too much. And I think Seth, you, I think you even had a sip of that yeah, one, despite the fact yeah. that it might have killed you, because uh, Seth has an allergy to hops. So it's like you can do a little bit of the lighter beers, but a, a, a double IPA could potentially kill Seth. But it's it's possible. It's possible. Um, on that note, I actually we'll we'll get Chris and Bridget in here uh, shortly. But Chris actually brought me a very nice bottle of Tullamore Dew. Check that out, Seth. If you want to get into that, we can get into some of that later. If we, if we have to. A little Tully. I think we. I think yeah. There might be some Tully in there. You gotta enjoy the Tully. All right. Uh, so what do you guys think? You have any questions? We have a little outline sitting here that you can you can kind of look at and uh, and actually I mean since Bradley's in here, both, well Bradley and and Seth, talk some live concert experiences. Ooh. Oh well, I think that's that's actually a good follow up to a story that we've talked about. Um, is because I know that all three of you have actually been to a Guar concert, right? And uh, have you probably been to more, right, Bradley? At least you, all three of you have been to, to at least one. I've been to one actual like Guar headlining show. Gotcha. And then we saw Guar perform at Warp Tour, so I've seen them twice. Oh, how did I never see Guar at Warp Tour? That's funny. Maybe I just missed them. Been yeah. to so many of those. Um, but it's funny because a few weeks ago we talked about. I'm blanking on his name, and Chris isn't sitting in here right now. Uh, Ethan Embry, who, if you are a fan of the movie Empire Records, which I hope you guys have all seen. You haven't seen it. Now we've got the wrong people sitting in the studio for this, except you have the Guar experience. But there's a scene in Empire Records uh, where where Mark gets eaten by the monster from Guar, and apparently Guar was pay- playing a concert in Chicago, and Ethan Embry decided that he was going to go show up at the concert and get some revenge on Guar. And I believe the concerts happened, but I don't know exactly what happened. Zozo, come here. Come here. No? No? Play-Doh. Okay, she's just looking for Play-Doh. My, my kid is in the background here uh, looking for Play-Doh. So have, did you guys hear anything about this? Like the Guar show? I think it was Riot Fest. Riot Fest, I believe, was the... What do you? What did you guys think about Guar in general? I thought it was really fun, entertaining. Yeah. Uh, getting sprayed in the face with, with blood. That was my favorite part. Fake fake blood. I I hope. Oh no, that's real blood. No, you're lying. <laughs> no, that's one hundred percent real blood. Like, whose whose blood is it? <laughs> whose blood? It's yeah. Who, they have like executions on stage. Like. It's oh like, okay. Well. It's it's a whole. Uh, production. <laughs> okay, no more double IPA for Bradley. <laughs> He's cut yeah, off. It's totally real. It's like WWE. It's real. Just like WWE. All right, Bradley also. Oh, Bradley, you need to come sit in the studio more. <laughs> just kind of like have you in the corner just feeding me weird things. Oh, it's real. It's real. Oh, it's... Uh, but what are some of your favorite live concert experiences overall? Oh man, there's so many. Um, trying to think, like recently. Any of them? Hmm. Any live concert experiences? What are some of your favorites? Um, there's been so many, man. Uh, it's really hard to like pinpoint one, but just for the sake of conversation let's make, let's make some stuff up no it'll be it'll be real don't make stuff up I know you've been to a lot of concerts that's no, the thing yeah yeah like even recently 
Yeah, we saw uh, Bush play at Epicenter. Bush. And and that was just like one of those things where it's like every song they played I was singing along to and then I realized like, wow, I know a lot of Bush songs. (laughs) Those are always the interesting shows. I'm trying to think. There was a, uh, like there was a sitcom and there was a joke. I can't remember what show it was, but it was it was like going to see. And actually, I had this experience myself going to see Barry Manilow randomly because it's like, well, you don't pass up an opportunity. But then you go and you're like, oh yeah. And it's that saying of like, they do have a lot of hits. Yeah, like, yeah. And I feel like Bush is kind of one yeah. of those bands. Bush is like, yeah, yeah. I know like twenty of their songs, and like I couldn't tell you the song name, but I I could. But you just know. If I hear it, like I'll be like singing all the, the yeah. lyrics, and it's just like random. I'm like wow. Yeah. My brain can't store that song name or anything, and, or like be like, oh yeah, that's Bush. But then yeah, when it came down to it, I was like, oh yeah. But I enjoyed myself during that performance. That entire concert was an experience in itself. Well, that um, was like a wasn't that like a not a festival concert, but it was a it was like, like a yeah, concert, right? yeah, yeah. It was like I, always, a bunch I guess of bands. so. Yeah, I like just think Stone Temple I think Pilots played. Yeah, we, okay. we didn't stay for them. We didn't stay for them. They took like really long to set up. But um, yeah, Bush played. Who's singing for well, them now? They don't, we I mean, didn't sing because they had like it was a stage that would turn around it was so a they rotating could get stage. ready uh, while the other co- like band is playing. Yeah, they did that for K Rock uh, almost acoustic Christmas this past mm-hmm. year. It was a rotating stage, so it was like boom, boom. Yeah, boom. I was really excited to see Chevelle play at that oh. con- at that concert, and. Luckily, I got to hear the songs that I wanted because it's like two songs. Ah. But, but, but um, somebody threw a camera at the singer. Oh my! And he got really upset, and like they ended up, they ended up cutting like their set short. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I remember kind of like feeling a little like, oh wow, like I don't know, I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah, no, I hear you. That's always annoying too when it's like some one person ruins it for everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I would have like, liked to see like their entire set, but then it like yeah. got cut short, and then you're like, oh, like don't be a bitch. Like, yeah. but then at the same no. time, it's just like it probably would not too. be nice to have yeah. like somebody throw a camera at your head. Yeah. No, I'll tell you. Last weekend at Gnarly Town, actually, and and we'll we'll talk a little bit about this throughout because I think Laura will come back here, um, and I have some interesting parenting stuff, which is actually right there on the board kid crowd surfing um but lars uh brought up his son because uh, it was his birthday it was like his 11th birthday or something right when his son came up someone actually did throw and it didn't like hit his kid but someone threw and i could like see the change in lars's expression he was kind of like and he was like fucking not cool and you could hear him kind of mumbling it but the mic picked it up but then he he was like all right let's do it and then the whole crowd saying happy birthday to his kid like it was very much like okay but you you could see that moment of like motherfucker <laughs> he's probably used to getting shit thrown at him i mean this gnarly town was uh was like skateboarding and, and motor i mean it was such an interesting crowd it's like orange county i mean almost orange county san pedro and just very like there was a there was a wide range of people there yeah and i think that's uh i think it was pennywise when they got on they were like man this is like warp tour on steroids and i was like yep that's exactly what this is because warp tour is like all skinny white dude you know and i mean not that it's all white dudes but Gnarly Town was these like burly, you know, which you see some of those, but because of the motocross and the skateboarding, it brought out and the beer, it brought out this like extra crowd of like, oh, you know, that weren't necessarily there to see the music. And so that was kind of, you know, the interesting factor of it. It wasn't like a bad thing. It was just, I'm used to going to festivals and it's like, 
everyone's in this tattered t-shirt and they're, you know, half my size. And I'm not that I'm even a big guy. You know what I mean? But you get these just yeah. punk rockers. You know, and this had some of like the sixteen-year-olds. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It, it's a range. It's a range of like teenagers all the way up to people like in their forties, like me, who are like, oh yeah, I listened to these bands in the nineties. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Rancid. That's like they've been around since ninety-two. That's it's crazy to think about. Although I guess Guar, they've been around forever. They've been around a very long time. Actually. Yeah, right. Guar has. It's so funny to think of these bands that have been around for so long, like thirty years. Some of them. Did, didn't we say there was like, like over the course of Gore, there's like twenty or thirty different guys who have played with Gore, oh. yeah. and that they yeah. and that they just wear the costumes, but it's like they've actually rotated musicians in and out over the years. Yeah, yeah, and that's like with any band, no natural bands a lot oh. of the time really exist anymore. <laughs> Between yeah. like yeah, visa troubles or yeah, just personal issues. That's true. Gore probably is at a at a little bit of an advantage because I mean playing styles are different, but. Mm-hmm. They're so made up and everything. That... Yeah, yeah, you can't tell. Yeah. But, uh, Slipknot, they lost Joey Jordanson, like their uh. longtime drummer. And then they lost Paul. And, like, uh, yeah. yeah, and they're they like, they wear the masks. Yeah. But, um, well, you, like, Blink, there's only one original member in there. Yeah, is, it, is it only uh, Mark Hoppus? Yeah, Mark's the, the only original. Really? That's... Travis? Travis, Travis is not an original. Travis, oh, came, okay. Travis came on to Blake uh, for Enema yeah, of the yeah. States. They had okay. two albums. Uh, their original drummer was Scott. See, yeah, yeah, The story yeah, back yeah. then that he was, going, was that he was going to college, but he actually had an alcohol problem, and they, they kicked him out of the band. Um, same thing with Unwritten Law that I saw last Friday. One original member in that, like just one. Mm-hmm. It was two it, as of last Wednesday, but then... The original drummer got kicked out again for like the fifth time. <laughs> Drummers just... I know. Drummers seem to be the one that gets... They, yeah, it seems like they that's the one up. to get rotated the most. Do <laughs> you remember when that guy yep. that Spinal Tap blew up? Yep. Yep. Shouldn't have turned it to 11. That's Damn. what happens. It's been a long time since I've spe- seen uh, Spinal Tap. I was watching one of his movies recently, Christopher Guest. I feel like it was the best in show or one of those. I think Spinal Tap is the best um, of the ones that they've done by far. Yeah, so Bush. I'm down with Bush. I like some Bush. I listened to them in the 90s. I love Bush. Get your mind out of the gutter, Darshan. Bush pop. Was it uh, Gavin Rossdale? He's, I mean, he's. yeah, he's got to still be the singer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what was really cool about the performance was like what I was originally trying to say and didn't um <laughs> is like he like made his way like out to like where we were sitting which was like the lawn seating so uh, it's like it was very not interactive but like you felt like you're a part of it and like he like cared about you and like you were just like oh wow like appreciating like, the fans yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know because it's like you just always hear these like asshole stories about like people in bands like, oh my gosh yeah like the dude that fucking kicked the photographer in yep. uh, Queens of the Stone Age and, oh yeah yeah like so true it's always better when uh, mm-hmm. when musicians and I mean anything act like musicians actors you know mm-hmm. famous people always have to finger quote the famous people yeah. uh, this is ridiculous do you see who's on the live feed right now hey who is it oh uh, <laughs> our producer Bridget <laughs> Is <laughs> sitting in the other room, on the live feed right now. I think she's nervous to come into the uh, the studio. We are gonna need someone to bring uh, another beer here shortly. I'll let Bradley have more. Just no more double IPAs for him. Woo. 
Um, yeah. So what are what are some of your other favorite live shows? Just or even secondhand. I mean, Bush is a good one. I see. It's hard for me to nail. See, you go to. You guys all go. Have gone to a lot. It's so hard to nail one down. As like your favorite. Um, yeah, it's really hard. Um, I went to Las Vegas Death Fest last year, and that was really cool because I got to see like a lot of like these like old school death metal like band members like not backstage but like sort of in the area of the festival totally and, like getting Hanging to, out there was like cephalic carnage and uh dying fetus and cephalic carnage is just like known for being like cannabis uh, uh users gotcha and like yeah, yeah. advocates and um we're big fans so, of them. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so seeing the singer of Spalat Carnage trying to get the singer of Dying Fetus to to smoke weed out of a bong was like very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, cause, I love that cause, stuff. Because to hear like this like big metalhead guy who's like does all like this like gnarly growls and hear him be like, oh, weed gives me like super bad anxiety or like makes me. It's like whoa, like you would think that like <laughs> so hardcore that like, it's just like ah. Yeah, all the yeah. weed but he's like no man that's just no, too yeah, intense yeah. yeah but so like that's that was like funny. interesting you know because like you have like these like stereotypes that you build up in your brain and then you kind of get to see like oh like yeah they make this like brutal fucking music but yeah and they're just like people too yeah no i love that i always enjoy that i'm sure like war is the same way too yeah like they've all got families and stuff and <laughs> you just think like oh so hardcore although yeah. it goes the other way too i'll tell you last, last friday when we were in pomona to see unwritten law I was like, oh, I'm going to f- catch Scott. And I've met Scott Russo, the lead singer of Unwritten Law, like, just before they were big. Come on in. Hey. And I was like, I'm going to catch him. I'm going to take a picture with him. We got Bridget in studio. We'll, we'll get an introduction to Bridget uh, in just a moment. Uh, but So I was like, I'm going to take a picture of Scott, known as Small small Show. I'm going to try to catch him. And there's a bar next door of gla- next door to Glass House. You've been to Glass House, I believe, right? Have you been to Glass House? In I don't Arizona? think so. It's a, it's a nice venue. It, I mean, it's small, but it's a nice venue. Mm-hmm. And so beforehand, I was like, let's look in the bar, see if he's there. And we go out where everyone's smoking because he's a smoker. So I'm like, oh, I'll see if he's there. And after the show, I was like, go into the bar. And he's not there. And we're kind of looking around. And so Laura and I just left. But then after the fact, someone posted um, like on the Unwritten Law page. They were like, oh, I got a picture with Scott. And they posted it and, and it's and underneath said like oh hanging out in the alley behind the glass house and so i thought to myself i was like oh typical i thought he'd be in the bar drinking like a human being like no no he's hanging out in the dirty alley behind the venue drinking a beer and so there's that same side of like oh yeah no that that fits the persona more of like i'm gonna drink in the alley instead of at the nice bar and that's very scott russo i've never seen that guy do a show sober ever <laughs> I got to see the Addicts play at the Malibu Inn. Ooh, that's got to be a fun and one. And I lived, like, literally next door to the Malibu Inn. So, having listened to the Addicts, like, growing up, and then being like, oh, I get to see them play, like, right next door to where I live, yeah. was kind of surreal. That's awesome. And, yeah, totally fanboyed. Awesome. Monkey. Yeah, he was just like, get out of here. You have to. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's some fan fanboys and fan women uh, at uh, Bank of California Stadium tonight. Oh, for the Misfits uh, show. The Misfits. Yeah, there's a lot going on tonight. Are playing at Bank California Stadium, which actually looked like a really fun show. Yeah, the Distillers. Distillers are a lot of fun, uh, but the, the Oakland show ended up being the... Did you see what they did for the Oakland Misfits show? No. Oh, happened? they added a couple bands. So they added The Damned. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with The Damned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's funny. They're actually playing the Orange County Fair next week at The Damned, and you'd be like... 
play the Orange County Fair. Yeah, uh, exactly. But then, in addition to that, uh, the Misfits signed on Rancid for the Oakland show. So it is the Damned, Rancid, and Misfits. I think a couple other bands. But I was like, you gotta be kidding me. That is a that is a good show. And I'm not a huge Misfits fan. I don't know about you guys. Like I like them, but like I I was. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I was always more of a uh, more of Dead Kennedys. Like from that same period, did, did a little more Dead Kennedys, yeah, you know, yeah. Ramones. I got to see um, the Dead Kennedys last year, uh, and for some reason, I got really excited, thinking that I was gonna see Jello. And then, like, I like, like, just felt so stupid when I was like there. And I was like, wait a second, and I was like, oh, but yeah, what was I thinking? But um, <laughs> I wasn't. But I wasn't. But the guy that they have like sounds exactly like him, or like he's still good. That's all that matters. Well, to an extent. I mean, you, you want to see the original guys. That's what's cool about Misfits uh, right now, the shows that they're playing, is it's both uh, it's Glenn and Jerry. Yeah, but Glenn and Jerry. Wow. How have I never been in Jerry's? Yeah. <laughs> it would have been, all right. I would have definitely wanted to see it if uh, Doyle was with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. That's And that's actually a story we talked about a couple weeks ago um, because... Oh, why did that get so loud? Because uh, he does like some of them, like he he did like the Jersey one. Well, what happened was Misfits actually, for contract reasons and to be able to retain certain rights, they had to play a minimum of ten shows, and that's why these shows are happening right now. Yeah, uh, is they have to play them to to maintain their rights, which makes sense because you see Misfits. I mean, I there's there's a, there's a sixteen year old somewhere not far from here wearing a Misfits shirt right now, and they literally weren't old enough to even mm-hmm. like know who the Misfits were. When, uh, although I mean, I guess they're playing now, but. You know what I mean. So, good times, though. I enjoy the concerts. We're going to talk more about concerts. Uh, but while we've got Bradley in the seat, I mean, we're gonna, I've got Bridget hiding over here. And my wife's coming to tell Bridget. Oh, kids. Kids. All right, make your way back. Uh, but Bradley, do you have any, any personal questions uh, about myself or anyone that works on Go Tell to the Wall? Uh, or any questions on the setup of the studio? I know you know you know a lot you know things about many of the stuff around like lots of the stuff around here. I mean we've got the street sign. Yeah, yeah. Which on that note, anyone out there listening that is going to the burn this year, um, I know this is not allowed, but oh, there is a certain you have street your, sign. Your triathlon stuff right here. I do. That's, that's very cool. So that is from my very first triathlon that I did, my very first full triathlon. I would I would recommend you do this as that's, well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice to remember, you know. So you got the bib, the cap, the bracelets, and then I just threw in my uh, my goggles and gloves. So we've got a shadow box from my very first triathlon. But yeah, I, cool. I recommend doing that. That is uh, that is a thing to do. But speaking of street signs, anyone out there that's going to the burn this year, you're not supposed to do this. Uh, but my wife's name is Diana. And I heard that the the name for the D Street this year is Diana. I believe it is Diana. Am I right? What? I just heard my name. The street scene, the street sign for D this year is Diana. Uh, so anyone out there listening, if you're, uh, that's gonna automatically get you into the studio for for an extended <laughs> period of time. If you're going to the burn, you're not supposed to steal the signs. Don't steal them. I would never do such a thing, despite the fact that there's one sitting behind me or hanging on the wall behind me. But steal the signs, please. Um, but yeah, I like I said, I would definitely recommend doing the shadow box for because this is gonna be your first full triathlon, right? I mean, it, it's it's quite a spiritual experience. Like not, I don't mean spiritual in like a weird way. But I remember a guy I used to do I used to do uh, triathlons with now and then. We did a few of them together, and we woke up at like five in the morning one morning doing a race in Palm Springs, and he was like, 
we're kind of crazy for doing this, huh? And I was like, a little bit, and he's like, that's fucking awesome, huh? And I was like, yeah, it is. It is. And you just, like, there's a certain um, experience to doing something like that where you just, you kind of push your body, and you're like, who wants, like, who does this? Why? Well, you know, you do. Like, it's so much fun. Um, so I'm glad that you're getting to do that, because yeah, it's yeah. fun. Well, it we is. just went on a road trip to New Mexico, and one of the lakes we stayed at, Lake Cochiti, oh. uh, they had an event coming up, like, the last day that we were in New Mexico on the 22nd or the 23rd. Um, so we got to see a bunch of people training for a triathlon, for a triathlon which uh, I thought was, like, really interesting, because... Yeah. Yeah, I've just this is my first one and I'm solo training, so seeing other people do it was kind of like inspiring. It definitely helps. Uh, I think that helped me a lot was having a team to train with, and I think even without you having a team that you're specifically on, when if you go to Malibu during the summer, it, like you go out there and you just see people doing that, it's gonna be mm-hmm. similar experience. But that'll probably even be. I mean, I don't know how big it was in New Mexico, but Malibu at Zuma gets a little crazy on Saturdays during the summer because mm-hmm. it's. You got multiple teams out there, and you got all the lifeguards. It's it's pretty wild, and it's really inspiring to see mm-hmm. it. You know, yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. you you also see that on on another note, you see um, uh, triathletes from the challenge division. It's like mm-hmm. literally, it's like some people have to be carried down the beach with it. It's like that was always a big inspiration for me because I'm not I don't like swimming, mm-hmm. but I would see a dude who literally didn't have full legs being carried to the water and then going to do the swim, and it's like. All right. Well, like if this guy can, like I can, I can make it through through a swim. It's very inspiring to see those guys too. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah, and a lot of the people that I saw out there training in New Mexico were all uh, older folks. That's the interesting thing about triathlon is, uh, you know, the the most difficult division in triathlon is uh, is like the forty plus uh-huh. division because that's what happens is is people hit a certain age and then they can spend the time and the money um, actually training and, and yeah. having the good gear. And even myself, so my the last time I did Malibu, uh, I had just I ha- wasn't thirty yet, but I, based on your triathlon age, it's actually that same year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was turning thirty after the actual race, but USA Triathlon, it's whatever age you turn that year is your age for you, for all of your age groups. I don't know. I, can't remember when your but no your birthday's earlier so you yeah the yeah. March birthday exactly uh, but mine's November and so I was do I was actually 29 doing this race years ago and and then went to check the numbers and I would have actually made the podium in the 29 and under division and I was 29 mm-hmm. but because my my triathlon age was 30 I didn't make the podium and it's like it's mm-hmm. weird you would think you know I mean any kind of professional yeah. sports and stuff like people you know men women in their mid late 20s that's kind of their prime mm-hmm. but in triathlon there's just this weird because it's endurance and it's it's so mental mm-hmm. you know yeah 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 part i think you can make a podium, podium spot. part of me wants a podium spot and i saw a video of a guy who's like i'm just doing a triathlon on a whim and he ended up getting a podium spot because yeah. he did like super well in the bicycle se- yeah. section so if if like one uh mm-hmm. discipline can get you a podium seat I would think that either uh, running or for sure bicycling, but because I did the marathon, like yeah. But um, yeah. swimming is gonna be my weakest one. I'm just yeah. worried that I'm gonna be do- doggy paddling. <laughs> by it the happens. End of it. Side stroke. <laughs> Side stroke. Nothing wrong with it. Hey. Nothing wrong with it. I did my one of my first ones. I was very much side stroking yeah. uh, uh, through there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, swimming is really fucking hard. Oh, it is. I'm with you. I, I don't like swimming. I do it for the sake of triathlon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like floating in a 
pool. So it'd be yeah, cool yeah. that I don't like swimming, swimming. Yeah, because I thought like, oh yeah, I could swim, and then I've been like trying to swim laps, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think I can swim. Like I thought, like this is actually a skill. It is. Yeah. That reminds me. I have. I have. Remind me later. I have these paddle things that help with your form that you're welcome to borrow. Um, for some pool swimming. I think Thank you can you. use them in ocean too, but I think they're a little better for pool. Like cool. it's just working on a form. There's these like hand things that I got, and they help a little bit. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, yeah. So far, I've like drills that I've done have been like uh, the little board that you like extend oh, yeah. out, and you like yeah, you're like doing footwork, and you're just kicking. And yeah. It feels like you're going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's the stuff you got to do though. It's exhausting. You got to keep the uh, you got to keep the legs moving. That's a challenge on the swim too, is keeping the legs mm-hmm. moving. I'm very much like. Just arms going everywhere. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll be watching you on that, uh, and I hope you do get a podium. Bridget. That would be badass. Do you want to come say hi? Oh. Thanks. All right, wall fans, common sensors, uh, social media world, and podcast consumers, we have the one, the only Bridget Hassong sitting in the second chair right now. I probably am the one. I don't the one. Name. Yeah, you might be, huh? Yeah. See, I often joke about that with myself, but I am like, <laughs> there. My name may as well be John Smith. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of us out there. Uh, but a nice little round of applause for our very own Bridget Hassan. Oh, everybody. wow! Did Did you find yourself a drink yet? I haven't. Oh. Uh, I had, and then I drank it. Okay. And I, <laughs> okay. So I haven't found another drink. Uh, can somebody get Bridget a drink here, people? <laughs> Hey! There's nobody listening to you. I know. Out That's there. what's happening. Out there, plenty of people listening to you. That's true. Well, I don't know how, how many are like listening, because we don't get so many live feed people, but everyone will listen to this once we actually post it. That's where we do That's where we do the most uh, the most listens. Nice. Uh, but I've been very excited about having you on, of Me course, too. Bridget. Bridget does so much for the podcast, I mean, uh, really behind the scenes. Do I? You do, though. That's the thing. Uh, is helps out during live feeds, but also the the feedback uh, is is a big thing, which helps to to keep things in line um, as well as because there's often times where I come out of the studio, I'm like, that was terrible, and I'll go look at my text, and most times Bridget's like, no, it's not terrible. Oh, oh she's got a cider now, uh, and sometimes it's like, well, that wasn't the Thank best. You. She's nice about it, but yeah, that wasn't the best, which I'm does happen at times. I'm not gonna blow smoke, but I'll give praise where praise is due. Yes, yeah, but you and you'll give constructive criticism, mm-hmm. which is important. Absolutely. Uh, All right, what I are we often, talking about? I often need constructive criticism. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to that. No, thank you. <laughs> mm. What are we talking about? What's happening? But I'm glad you're. I mean, we're we're kind of moving around on everything, but yeah. since we're talking, we we were talking music, and live concerts, and and we can also talk some parenting, oh, and so I'm curious. Uh, because you kind of grew up uh, in the same music scene, similar music scene as I did, uh, kind of the punk rock ska scene, mm-hmm. I Absolutely. believe. Yeah. Uh, and so last weekend when we were at Gnarly Town, which I was talking a little bit about with Bradley, uh, they had quite the pit going for Rancid. And in fact, at one point, Laura and I found ourselves in between three circle pits, and I had to kind of navigate us out of one, and I looked around, and luckily I'm tall enough, and I look to one side, there's a circle pit, to another side, there's a circle pit, and behind us, there's a circle pit. And it's kind of like, oh. And it wasn't dangerous crazy. I mean, I've been to some concerts where it's a little much, like suicidal tendencies uh, can can be a little crazy. Stuff vibrating over here. It's going to be the, nice being like a periscope like that, where you just boop. It does help. <laughs> well, And that's why Laura and I work well as a team, because she can kind of, like, she sees a whole, like, 
she sees a hole and she'll take it, but sometimes she can't see a hole and I will I will look up and I'm like, Laura, but she can squeeze in and then I can just kind of follow her path, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about when Rancid was on, and it was early in the th- early in their set that a circle pit started to break out and I see these kids come and I, I always really appreciate pit etiquette at punk rock shows mm-hmm. and there's some kids kind of cutting through with their dad or mom, whoever it was, uh, and like three or four of us at the same time were all like, Kids, 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 and everyone kind of stopped for a sec and let the kids through, and then it was like, all right, <laughs> you know, going it. crazy again, back to it. Uh, but then even more than that, I look over at the pit that's like to our, the circle pit that's to our left, because we're like in the pit, circle pit to our left, and there's a there's a dad who's got his daughter, probably like three years old, maybe four, on his shoulders, and he's walking around the pit, and she's high-fiving everyone in the pit like and everyone's like yeah 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 and it was so it was the cutest thing ever and then another like five ten minutes later i look over and there's three or four dads all with kids on their shoulders and they're literally in the middle of the circle pit and everyone's doing and they're not like crazy you know but they're all going around and the kids are just like hanging out on shoulders they've all got their little headphones on and it it was definitely one of the coolest things i've ever seen in my life and i was kind of like where's my kid and and at the same time like well rancid went on at 8 30 my kids (laughs) hopefully asleep uh but i i just i love that um I think it's nice as you get some of these bands that you grew up with, you've literally grown up with them, and now they've got their kids, and maybe they're bringing their kids out on stage, but the sort of dynamic, you know, it makes a space for you as a parent and having kids, and that's kind of cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, the Rancid, you see it at Interrupters a lot, and it's funny that you say that, I was telling Bradley, uh, you can come in. I just wanted to photobomb. Oh, (laughs) Elena's just photobombing. Uh, so Lars actually brought his kid out on stage, oh, and it was like his 11th birthday or something, and we all sang him happy birthday. So it's funny the, the way you say that, like, them having kids now, yeah. and you've got a whole, like, pit of of people, and they start singing happy birthday to his kid, and you're like, all right. Yeah, so it was, it was really cool. Yeah. I enjoyed that. And I think you're right, um, as they're getting older and, and, and being able to not only still see those bands, but then sharing it with your kids, like you said, right. you know, and, and they appreciate that to an extent. Gnarly Town was a good example of that. Yeah. I think Interrupters are one. That was one. Wasn't I also mad at you about Interrupters? I feel like I was. You were mad at me? Mm-hmm. Well, what I do? Didn't you know interrupt about Interrupters before I did? Like, for five minutes before you did. Oh, okay. Like, the day before. Oh, that's acceptable yeah. then. No, I've yelled at some other people. It was like Laura knew about them for like a year. Bradley. Bradley's not as much of a... Unacceptable. Cause, well, because like Laura and I literally like we'll sit and listen to like punk rock. And I feel like Laura her. dropped the ball on that. Yeah. You know, and I have a buddy uh, in San Diego who's named Tim. did. <laughs> I have a buddy in San Diego who's named Tim and he and I went to tons of shows together. Uh, not tons. We went to a lot of shows together when we were in high school and he was interu- into Interrupters for years and I was like, dude... Like, I feel like this is a band you should have mentioned. mentioned like, at yeah. least check them out. Um, and then now, like, we, we go a little crazy <laughs> at, their, at their shows. Too much of a fan. Too much. Um, so, but what are some of your other kind of favorite live concert experiences? Um, like, as, a, as an adult? As a kid? Well, as a kid? As a kid, uh, I grew up really sheltered. I had one friend, though, that was cool. And my mom, who thought she was, she was my one, and uh, my mom thought she could do no wrong. So if I, as long as I was going, saying I was going with Elizabeth, I could go. 
And I remember her mom took us to see, it was my very first concert, it was Green Day, and it was at the Palace. Mm. And uh, so it was so small, I loved it. And I am walking down the, the main staircase, and I got to the bottom step, missed the last one, ate it, twisted my ankle. The show had not started yet. And it, they were like, what do we do, what do we do? Do you wanna go? No, no! Uh, so I yeah. ho literally, hopping around on one foot, the entire time. This was one of many times that I sprained my ankles. So my ankles are the size of softballs. It's ridiculous because I never they never healed properly. But yeah, um, Bridget was punk rock at an early age. Yeah, and clumsy as fuck. So <laughs> I happens. ate it down no, those I'm steps. With you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm that with was you. fun, and that'll, that'll never leave me. No, that's um, good. Yeah. And how old? So how old you were? Young then, right? I was like fourteen. Yeah, that's pretty young 15. for a Green Day show. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. It was good times. And they remain my favorite band, so I'll see them every so often. Oh, are you big reading? I love them. Oh, oh I knew boy. that. You saw them at the bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Wherever they go. And that's another I do example. Like you know, he's, Billy Joe's got kids, yeah. and, and they're coming out on stage sometimes and doing their own things. And the Armstrongs. I, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember being pregnant and like playing Green Day, and, and little in utero kid was like doing her own little pit in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, so do the girls listen to Green Day and, and such now? They, they're they on a bit of a Disney kick. Yeah, that's what... Oh. <laughs> Speaking of parenting, that's yeah. what gets me now. Because I can get Zoe to listen to some interrupters um, and maybe some other stuff, you know, depending on what she's in the mood. But interrupt, she's like, Amy, Amy. But it's still... It all goes back to Frozen. That's adorable. Like, that's so cute. Why more Frozen? <laughs> I am kind of excited because she is very much into interrupters and I'm very excited to, uh, to get her... Um, to an interrupter show because I feel like she would just lose her mind to see because she's seen Amy on like music videos yeah yeah um, and just I think it would just she'd be like there's Amy right there it'd be like seeing a Disney character in real life you know for the first time <laughs> nobody tell Amy I said she's a Disney character but you know what I mean <laughs> it's comparable right yeah, sure. like, like, uh, but just someone new and at first she called her Elsa because she only had she only had like kind of female voiced because right. it was like Sesame Street in the Tiger music. But then female voice, like music, music. It was like Elsa and she's Amy. A, she's a punk rock princess. She, yeah, she is a little bit of one. Uh, Blink. The first time Blink-182 came on when she was like nine months old, she started like moving around. I was like, oh, okay, little punk rock baby. Uh, and then, of course, in utero at um, Burning Man 2016. So was it Fiona that was doing that? Green Day? Yeah. Dance around and you were mm -hmm. probably both of them. You know you were listening to some Green Day uh, feeds Well, too. yeah, but Fiona. Um, yeah, but uh, Zoe was uh, was going crazy when we were at the Thunderdome, uh, listening to like crazy music there, and I was like, "She's going crazy in here." I was like, All right, this is, I guess that's what we're getting. Nice. Um, so that's awesome. Green Day. Green Day's a good first concert. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. They'll be my last concert too. That was more good. Sorry. That was a little morbid. Well, I can't tell if it's morbid for you or for Billy Joe. Like, oh, but no, for you. For me, yeah. I mean, if Billy Joe dies tomorrow, like, let's go to some more concerts, Bridget. But, I don't know. I'll see him on my deathbed. Okay. That I'm okay with. But when you're, like, 80 and Billy Joe's, like, 87 or 90 or whatever, whatever. he is. I don't know how old is Billy Joe. I don't know how old anybody is. I'm bad at that. I'm bad. I know how old Amy is, uh, only because I happen to see it somewhere, and she's older than Kevin, you know, who's, like, they're married, and she's older than Kevin, so I always thought that, I told Ty, I was like, oh, look, Amy's older than Kevin, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, and, and Amy's the same age as me, so 
so that's the only reason I know. But outside of the, like you could, Tim Armstrong could be eighty five, and I'd be like, all right, he's eighty five. I mean, he looks like he's 85 and rolled out of a dumpster. I didn't want to say it, but... Yeah. No, he does. <laughs> but he still rocks it. That's what's funny. I was I, I was telling someone rec- just the other day, they uh, they were like, how was Rancid? And I was like, I'll tell you. Tim looks like he is hungover and he just rolled out of a dumpster, but he gets up on the stage and he rocks it. Like, they are so good live. Mm. Still. Still. It's amazing. It, it's really amazing. Um, but somehow they do it. And I guess that's just kind of that style. Like... <laughs> Big old beard, bald head, and he's like, I can't even do an imitation of it. You know what I mean? Just he looks hungover. But you're like, oh yeah, this works. And Lars is Lars. I mean, Lars is. He doesn't look so. He looks old. He's bald and a little, little heavier, but he still kills it up there. That's all that matters. Then we don't listen because they're pretty. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Uh, Not at all. When I remember, and this is. no, nobody here at Go Tell It to the Wall endorses this joke I'm about to make, but I remember a few years ago, Billy Jarm- Joe Armstrong checked himself into a rehab facility, and I was like, damn it, I prefer my rock stars on drugs. <laughs> damn your health, Billy Joe. Uh, clearly, that's a joke. Like, stay clean. Shauna Rook's joke in uh, no way represents the reviews of, of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. Here comes the hate mail from, like... <laughs> What it uh, Al-Anon or you know uh, the family mm. like yeah like no no I do not endorse doing drugs not real drugs there are there are other things that are fun beer uh, Seth can you go grab can you get a bomb get the Alesmith IPA out of the fridge we're gonna pour some more beer here um, all right the only part of the show I don't care for what beer it's the beer I know but you you're having cider I have my cider I know and we're gonna do my a whiskey cidre. we're gonna do a whiskey episode at some point here um, so I know tequila I, I mean we're here now I know you're welcome to have uh, have whiskey but Is we it? had to keep with the uh, the beer theme can a little I, bit I think can I open what we brought yeah yeah oh get this open get a glass and well Oh, did you put bottles in here? Damn it, man! No, open it on the side of the... Oh, my God. It's so hard to find good help these days. He took it, Jeez. and then he put it out well, no, of reach. Um, no, because you can open that up, but before you pour it, let, let's do a couple more things, okay. and then I'll release you for, for the it, next person. You can still come back. It's like but... you think I'm not going to be good anymore once no. the bottle's open. No. <laughs> I don't... What are you implying? That is not, that is not what... <laughs> That's a good point. That's not what I'm playing. Thank you, Seth. No, no. I just mean we're we got a couple more things before, and then you come back. Uh, but let's let's talk about. Um, I won't be good anymore. Any personal questions for Sean, or other? Well, I'm the only one in here. I mean, you probably know everything about your own husband, so I don't know that that's. You have any questions I, for? Yeah. Do I have any questions for you? I don't yeah, know. or yourself. Do, I, do you want to ask yourself some questions? I we're getting I, existential I during the celebration. I do question myself. I'm regular. <laughs> the fuck did you do that for? <laughs> I do too. It's okay. I feel like I feel like if you're not questioning yourself often, you're not living. Like I want to do. Is it too early? No, no. Let's do that. No, no. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to skip ahead. I just didn't want to keep you um, too long. Yeah. What do you want to talk about parenting wise? I the parenting a, is definitely uh, definitely in your wheelhouse. I had a funny story that just happened today. My my daughter's six. One of my daughters is six. And she and she uh, we were just hanging out, getting ready to come here, 
And apropos of nothing, she looks, she turns to me and she goes, hey mom, were you gonna fix up your hair a little bit before we <laughs> head over? And I instinctively, I kinda, and I was like, oh, well, is there something, is there something wrong? And she goes, oh no, 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 it's fine. Oh. <laughs> like, what? What does she see? What it was Fiona you said Fiona. did that, right? Yeah. Uh, so Fiona's six? She's no, five six. and a half, six? six? Six. Oh, my Lord. And she's very much my daughter, and I'm oh. screwed because the sass and the sarcasm. And she'll call it out. She'll be like, Mom, I'm being sarcastic. It's fine. I'm just you, being sarcastic. What are you going to do when she's a teenager? I'll just move out. <laughs> because I will, out. I will this, just... This like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, that might be me. And that's just... My daughter so already rules my life. Yeah. That's just a taste. That's well. what she does on... Just every day. It's stuff like that. And I love her to death. Don't of get course, me wrong. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love no, my kids. No, of course. But yeah, it's a lot. You do something with your hair. No. <laughs> I'm fixing, fix that up. It was very much like, is that what you're wearing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah, I can't, I don't know what I would say to that if, if, uh, and I, I have a feeling I'm in the same boat. I mean, you know, Zoe, I think Zoe is going to be following some Fiona footsteps to an extent there. She seems very sweet and sincere. Uh, yeah, no. She is sweet and sincere most of the time. Uh, but she does often tell me I need a haircut. Um, that happens quite a bit. Yeah. And she has also told me I need a shower. And I could see, you know, in her defense, I could see if, like, I smelled. But she'll be like, you need a shower and be like, so I just showered, like, ten minutes ago. No, you know what Phoebe says to me? And I'm, she'll be like, I don't like your smell. <laughs> I don't like your smell, and it's so she means it, and I'm just I don't know what I've like, done. What's wrong with me? I'll go like okay, I'll go shower. I'm sorry, I'll take another one. All right, but I don't like yeah. your, I don't like your smell, mommy. Okay, yeah, sorry. Well. I wiped your ass for several years. I, I don't particularly <laughs> like that either. I don't like your smell, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just permanent wiping your ass smell that I've got now. <laughs> You should at least be kind of immune to that. <laughs> right. Oh, that's so funny. Children are hilarious. And that's what I always say on the podcast. You have two of them. I don't know how. I mean, I know how you do it, but I don't know how you do it. Like, I can't. Just two. I want a second one, but two is, oh, three, four. I don't know how people No, do this. once you hit three, I'm, I, I came from a family of four. And uh, your spirit, your parent's spirit is just broken at okay. that point. And the jump from one to two is really difficult. Two to three is... I, I have heard from parents with multiple, you know, three and four, that it's not that bad. And then once you hit four, you're just like... You're like, all right. <laughs> like, put is, that one in the corner. This is our life now. Put the fourth one over there. <laughs> like, yeah, that's too funny. Uh, right. um, well, I'm, I know you don't like beer, but I, I need to introduce it, and I'll just do it while you're sitting here. Uh, the next one we've busted out, and Bradley, you're welcome to have some of this. It's not a double IPA, yeah, and so you're not going to bring up conspiracy theories. Uh, this is an Alesmith IPA, Alesmith out of San Diego. I always try to time the... I'm going to hold it for an extra second because of the, the GoPro. Everybody smile for the GoPro. There we go. Uh, this is an Alesmith IPA. Alesmith is out of San Diego. Um, and I've... No, no, you pour it. What am I, your butler? <laughs> what is this? Jeez. 
No, I'm just kidding. I yeah, no, I you can pour. It's very punk um, rock. It's what the 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 bombers. Oh no, uh, self sufficiency. Yes. <laughs> Radical self reliance. Radical self reliance, which we are. Uh, it's funny, actually, we are all burners sitting in this uh, in the studio right now. Yeah. Three of us Carlians, and and all of us, LAF beers. Mm-hmm. LAF beers. Brigadiers. <laughs> We're all brigadiers. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, so yeah, that's our next beer. I'm enjoying it. It's tasty. Um, you can if you need another drink. I need an. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh yeah, no, no, that's what I'm you're gonna doing. go. Go do it. Go open that. Take this with you. I will. Bradley will knock it down I'm and I'll step it. on glass. All right, bye. Thank you. Yay. Centibration. Um, Centibration. Bridget will be back at some point. We'll we'll try to get as many people as possible like in here to kind of uh, do a little toast at the end. Um. What are we doing? Bradley, what do you think of that beer? You don't have to sit in the chair, but what do you think? You I like it? I haven't tried it yet. These two tried it. <laughs> Did you try it, Seth? Have yeah. you had that one before? I'm, I'm really familiar with Ale Smith. Ale Smith. I used to buy Ale Smith all the time. Well, you had Ale Smith at your wedding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Seth had Ale Smith. Um, I always forget 394, 3, 394 Ale yeah. at your wedding. Tony Gwynn Ale, which we have not had on the podcast yet, and I keep forgetting to have someone bring it to me from San Diego. Should have, I need to, I should tell Eric too, because Eric will remember better. Because you can get it easy down there. I, I like I tell my parents, but my parents aren't beer drinkers, so when they come up, they're always like, "Oh yeah, we forgot to look." Like, so, I, but Eric's a beer drinker, so I should tell Eric to, to get that. But it is a tasty one. I like it. Um. Oh man, I didn't get to any of these stories on here. Which one of these should we talk about? None of them. <laughs> Uh, do you, Seth and, and, and or Darshan, do you have any uh, personal questions for myself or when Bridget comes back or Chris or for yourself being the number one wall fan uh, or questions on the setup of the studio, which is always interesting. You're welcome to take the seat. Darshan, Darshan is very camera shy. Seth, come take the seat. You, you've got this, Seth. When, because you know what I want to talk about too is, and I don't think you were in on this. It's not a deep conversation, but I want to talk. Oh, that's what forgot to ask well when laura comes in we'll talk a little more music um so uh oh my gosh where was oh do you have any questions on the setup of the studio or any personal questions i can choose to answer it if i if i see fit i I know you love this this padres one behind me seth is also a bit of a padres fan and specifically a tony gwynn fan i I like the old uh shit and piss colors yes which they're going they're going back to more and more Seth is looking for things to ask questions about. I think it's all so colorful. I try to keep it colorful. Uh, and for those of you on the live feed, the numbers keep moving, but this is actually a one and a zero zero behind me. 100. And for those of you watching after the fact, that's courtesy of Elena for bringing that over uh, today. That was very nice of her. All right. Well, if you think of anything, but what I do want to talk about, um, and oh, see, I wish you were wearing your Padres hat today. This came up recently, and and it wasn't like I don't have a strong opinion either way, really. Uh, but it came up talking about wearing gear from sports teams, and so I'll set it up for you a little bit, because I don't think you were in the loop on this when I'd posted it to the the social platforms. Um, I've noticed lately a lot of people in Los Angeles around the neighborhood where there was a lot of cheering happening in the world. Well. Kind of a lot of cheering happening in the World Series when it was 
appropriate for the LA fans. Uh, and I'm noticing more and more like Red Sox hats and shirts and gear kind of popping up around the neighborhood. And that got me thinking about like wearing, you know, like what's acceptable. What do you like? What do you so? What do you find when it comes to wearing? Like you're wearing a Yankees hat right now. You're obviously a Yankees fan, uh, but is there a place you draw a line? What is your kind of stance on wearing sporting team things? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's any. I don't think there really should be any boundaries. I mean, it's not just that you're wearing it. It's also like what's your behavior at the time? What's the context of this? You know, like where are you? what's going on but if you're at a sporting event and you're wearing some other like I know that bothers some people like I've, I've gone to sporting events with friends and they've they've called out the person wearing the team logo or colors that have nothing to do with what's going on in the field yeah. at the time yeah. and I don't care yeah you know like with all the horrible things that go on in the world like why would you get on someone who like wears wears you know yeah you know like my yeah. wife here in the back Juliet. Yeah. She's happy to wear her Mike Schmidt jersey, a Phillies jersey, to any sporting event. It doesn't have to be a Phillies game. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I think that's fine. I, I, I got no problem with that. And I'm with you on that, which because I've worn Boston Red Sox stuff to Dodgers games that had nothing to do with uh, the Sox. We've, we've, for those of you that only listen to audio, which is a bigger audience, we've got uh, we've got all the women standing behind us here uh, making faces. Which I'm with you on that. But what is it? Yes. What's the question? We interrupt this broadcast. What's the question? Wife, go. We're going out Wednesday. Is that okay? For, oh my gosh. What? Yeah, we thought we'd get a better answer if we did it on the podcast. Can we take your wife out on Wednesday? Social pressure. Oh, do, without me? Yeah, without Oh, you. yeah, have fun. <laughs> this is the life I live now. They come in. We're going out Wednesday night, and it's like, do I have to go? No. Okay, have fun. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I will uh, I will smoke a joint and watch watch some television while they do that. Probably do some prepping in the studio. Uh, anyway, we got interrupted, and I can't believe they all just came in. Uh, and I'm completely with you on that. But I also what I also mean is, like, would you just wear any team? You know what I mean? Like, if you picked up a random Angels hat. Okay, so yeah, so like I got a lot of free hats um, going to oh, Angels go. games. Yeah, I got one of those Mike Trout hats with the with the Trouts that get out in the front. Gotcha. I mean. Honestly, there's only a couple of teams that I would never ever like touch any any of their apparel. You you know what they are. Yep. I I would never wear well, I, a Red Sox hat. I would I would know, rather freeze to death than 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 than. I know. I actually left blanket. that there specifically for you to lean yeah, against. Would, it. Chris, would, don't go far. We're gonna need you. Oh, here's Kevin. Kevin I would rather seat. die than than put on. A but warm you will wear whatever random like sporting team gear. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> yeah. I mean. If, if it's free, you know, I'm not going to go and buy apparel from yeah. a team. I'm not going to spend money on, on, on apparel from a team See, that, that I'm not going to yeah. wear. That's another interesting thing to think about, too, is is the free stuff versus, like, going out and buying. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I'm going to... And there's always... See, and, and you probably... You've experienced this probably your entire life being a Yankees fan. Um, and I have somewhat a lot of my life is, is like the Fairweather fans who suddenly you're like oh everyone's a, a Boston Red Sox fan or a Bandwagon fan or a, yeah exactly Bandwagon uh, a Yankees fan you know you know it's funny um, um, when I used to travel a, a long time ago like 90s and, and, and early 2000s you, you'd go abroad and you'd, you'd see Yankee hats mm. a lot everywhere it's the same reason you'd see like Manchester United stuff somewhere or yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then after 04 and 07, after I went traveling after that, yeah. I started seeing Red Sox hats in, like, foreign countries. And yeah. so I... But I, I know what you mean with fans, like, back home. You know, bandwagon, all of a sudden they start showing up. Well, even elsewhere, but, it's kind of, it's just kind of one of those things where... Like, for me, as, as far as fandom, I feel like, you know, you, you kind of have a team, and maybe two... Like, like you and I are similar in the way that you are a Yankees fan. If you, if you could choose who won the World Series every year, you'd choose the Yankees, right? Like, I'm not wrong in that, right? Yeah. It's and happened like 27 same, times before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many times has it happened in the past 10 years? Oh. Oh. None. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, no, but but what I mean, and then you kind of have a secondary, um, like team, you know. But for the most part, that that's the only team um, that you follow, and you followed them since you were a kid. And so these these Fairweather fans, the bandwagon fans, and an example is years ago when I was in film school, this this guy uh, came and was starting at at our school. Somehow I ended up hanging out with him with like a group of friends, and he had seen something either I had a Patriots hat or something. And he's like, oh, I'm a Patriots fan, too. Guy's from Philly. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we start talking Patriots. And, like, a few days later, I'd seen him again, and he's talking something Lakers. And this is this is in, like, 03, you know, 04. And he's talking Lakers. And he's like, oh, I'm a big Lakers fan. I'm going. And then, I kid you not, like, a week or two later, he's talking about the Phillies. And this is when the Phillies were really good. You know, he's fr- and granted, he's from Philly. I remember thinking, like, oh... No, you just decided right now that you're going to be, like, a, a fan of the... Oh, Darshan. Sorry. You're fine. You can sneeze. I love that Darshan just, like, put her entire head into her sweatshirt to sneeze. Um, but I was, I was just like, oh, so you just chose the good teams right now and you're fans of them. That, that's the one thing that gets me... And Kevin probably could... Kevin could, probably has some insight and, and some personal experience with this. That's the one thing that gets me. It's like, it's like suffer with your team... You know, and celebrate with your team. You know, like you've—it's hard to say you've ever really suffered. But the past ten years, you haven't won a world. You know, Yankees haven't won a World Series. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how long ago was that again, Sean? Sorry, I didn't, I, I didn't get that. It was two thousand nine. I'm surprised he hasn't brought up the—you haven't brought up the London game that happened today. Although that ended up being a lot better than I thought it was. Um, but, but you know what, you, you gotta kind of suffer with your team too, I think that's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many World Series since 2009 have the Red Sox won? Oh, yeah, two of them. <laughs> two, two, two to nothing on that in the past ten years? Uh, anyway, <laughs> Jesus. uh, shit, what was I saying? You made me lose my spot. Oh, but like I said, it, it, I think you appreciate it more... Uh, when and suffering, it's still sports. Like no one's suffering. It's just you know. But you, you, for lack of a better word, you suffer in your fandom, and I think you appreciate it a little more yeah. as opposed to you're just like, oh, this team won the Super Bowl last year. Like I am a Patriots fan now, or like I am. A, it's like no, no, calm, calm down. You know, and yeah. it, it's, I'm, I bet Kevin, who is who grew up a Dodgers fan, um, and still lives in Los Angeles, can probably attest to like when the Dodgers flags start popping out, and you're like, and granted, there are a lot of actual Dodgers fans but the Dodgers and the Lakers ones are the worst like the Lakers flags start popping up on cars and you're like where were these last season when you guys were only okay you know and, and probably in New York you probably had the same thing 
I mean, yeah. When the Yankees were when bad in the '80s, when your team is winning, I mean, yeah. it's just it's natural to want to be part totally. of that winning team. And yeah, and and let's be honest, that's also like just a product of capitalism. I mean, your team's doing well. Yeah, you're gonna buy more merchandise. So you know, that's a good point that's, too. That's just sort of how it happens. Um, I'll admit, when my teams do better, I I tend to be, you know, like when my teams yeah. don't when my teams aren't doing well. Yeah. I, I I one of the ways I can punish them is by not. <laughs> Paying for any of their crap. <laughs> I mean, that's beautiful. That's America right there. Like America. Yeah. Like, sorry, you don't win. You get none of my money. <laughs> that is funny, and that's and see, that's why I find this an interesting subject because it's there's such a. I think the the opinion like there's such a fine line, and and you're right. There's differences. Um, there's differences when it is like your team, and you're absolutely right. Where you're buying, Chris, come in. Come in. I might main cherry in a sec because I'm gonna need to go and run to the restroom here. I may not be able to stay. I've got my wife out the back and um, babysitting the three children, so I'll oh. come back in a minute. Yeah, yeah. No, take your time. Uh, especially because I know Bridget took the Tullamore Dew with her. Yeah. Hey. So can, can she bring back some of that. There's Chris. Uh, Bridget. She probably chugged it. She drank the whole bottle. Yep. All right. Bridget has a problem. No, I'm just kidding. Bridget, Bridget does not have a problem. <laughs> I can promise you that. There it is. <laughs> Did she? She opened it, right? Yeah. 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 Are those glasses on top of the? Yeah, you can you can use a water fridge. Just be careful. Um, got the expensive glasses back there. Chris, they're on top of the wine fridge. Um, the the children in the other room are asking for crayons. And My parents were just at the Waterford factory. Oh, in Ireland? Yeah, they were just there. Just yeah. got pictures. I'm like, why is my dad sending me pictures um, of Crystal? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love the Waterford Factory. What's great about the Waterford Factory is you can get the, uh, like they have they have a gift shop, but they also have part of the gift shop that is the, uh, it, it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, s- like slight issue with the Crystal like it has a slight nick or whatever. Oh and yeah, it's like seventy-five percent off. Yeah, imperfect. Yeah, imperfect. Like yeah. that's what it. Yeah, exactly. That's like, the word. It's like the giant bag of chocolate at Hershey Park that they were like, this never made it into yeah. the wrappers. No, totally. Uh, the belly flops are another one that's one of my favorites. The jelly belly flop. They they call them belly flops, and they're like misshapen jelly bellies. That's what it's all about. I have candy problems. Um, but you're right. I agree with you, Seth, on the, on the city and then supporting that. It's the weird one for me is the people that are like, I'm just going to be a fan of this team because they're good at the time. Um, like I think everyone sitting in this room that is a sports fan, I think, has been a fan of their teams since you were kids. And I'm not saying that's a requirement. It's just you appreciate it more when you have kind of a basis. Like for me, uh, my teams, it, it reminds me of watching those sports with my dad. You know, enjoying that as a kid, especially baseball, like during, I mean, I love baseball during summers. I love it now, but especially as a kid, you're out of school and um, you, you just, you watch baseball on a, you know, weekday afternoon and, you know, or evening, but you feel like afternoon because you're a freaking kid and it's still light out at 8.30 at night, you know, type thing. Um, yeah. And I think that's the, that's what I love about it. For us, it was always like, um, it was a way to connect with older people in the family. Because mm. they would tell stories and... You know, they totally. would tell you, you know, like, the rules, this is how you be a good fan. You know, like, when I was really, when I was really little, um, you know, I was taught, you know, if your team doesn't make it to the World Series, you just, you just root for the American League team, because that's your league. 
Gotcha. Um, you know, I was told growing up, like, oh, no, you have an NL team and an AL team. You can have a favorite from each league. Um, yeah. You know, I was told never to feel bad for the Red Sox losing. Yeah. You know, like, my older relatives were just like, <laughs> my older relatives were just like, no, don't feel bad for them. They deserve to be in, like, the seventh level of hell suffering with every poor season. Um, and, uh... No, actually, I'm just kidding. Actually, a lot. Some of my best friends are Red Sox fans. Uh, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm one of them, yeah, and yeah, I know yeah, other friends yeah, of yours yeah. that are Red Sox fans. It's like, it's like, hey, come to my bachelor party. There's well, like that, three Red Sox fans. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what's funny. That's what's funny because there is a joking like you and I can do, but there's also a a, a respect. You know, like like there there really aren't any. Well, there are one or two. There aren't really many teams that I like hate. You know, there are teams where I'm like, I hate you. Like the Yankees, you know, and there's a couple other teams. There are a couple where I'm like, no, I do hate you. Like, <laughs> Oklahoma Sooners, I hate them. And the Vancouver Canucks, I hate them. Yeah. yeah. But outside of that, like, I have a mutual respect for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, I do hate the Canadians, the Montreal Canadiens, not all of Canada, the Montreal Canadian hockey team. I do hate them. Oh, because uh, Chicago rivalry? or No, that's uh, big Boston Bruins rivalry. Oh, Bruins, that is original yeah. I don't know rivalry. hockey. I... Well, rivalry is one thing, like the Sox, but there's a respect with the Sox-Yankees rivalry. You know what I mean? And I would say so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, like, we were really trying to hate you guys last year, but the fact is, you guys were the best team, and you guys deserved it. Yeah. And you know, you just gotta suck it up and say, you know, hopefully next time it's us. But I got, I got no problems with last year. Um, you guys deserved it. It was, it was all good. I mean, I wasn't really happy with the- Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe this is a good time to transition. Kevin, Kevin wasn't really happy uh, with it. Um, but, but at the same time, Kevin, I'm sure you can... Like, that's the thing. Is it's, just, it's, it's, it's a little easier to swallow when you look and you're like, that was the better team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, the Patriots losing to the Eagles a couple years ago, it was like, okay, like, there's a good team. That was a better team. Uh, and on it, like, what 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 was more frustrating as a Dodger fan for you, the losing to the Sox last year or the Astros the year before? Um, and it's hard it's hard to say because you were coming off a World Series loss. But if, if you were to separate the, the fact that you were coming off a loss and you really wanted it again, losing to the Astros was very frustrating because the Dodgers hadn't been to the World Series in thirty years, mm-hmm. and I was like, this could be it for the next thirty years, and they're gonna, you know. And they got so close. Yeah. Just to have you, Darvish. Yeah. Just throw up like batting practice. It was rough. Losing to the Red Sox wasn't so bad. <laughs> There's pizza. <laughs> oh, did you guys want some? No. Yeah. See, losing the Red Sox wasn't that bad, right? Yeah, it wasn't that bad. But I was, I was very proud of them for for getting there. Yeah. If they make it again this year and don't win, then I'm just like, now we're the Buffalo Bills. Bills. Obsessed, yeah. But I still will love the Dodgers no matter what they do. Oh, of course. You yeah. only have to. Yeah. yeah. You have to. You know? yeah. yeah. We went through a lot of lean times watching the the Giants win, yeah. and it was those were rough times, but. Okay. When I hate okay. to say it, because honestly, I'm 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 rooting for the Dodgers this year. I'd like to see this city yeah. get a World Series. I don't care about basketball. I mean, if the Clippers win, I will enjoy that. But I don't care about the Lakers winning or whatever. Um, but the I Lakers are dumpster. I mean, they've got and no, may, they've got some pieces. Maybe now, I'm giving. Yeah, they're getting there, man. They're getting there. Maybe, I get it, but yeah. Maybe I'm. I, and maybe maybe it's a reverse jinx. Uh, but hopefully, the Dodgers will not be in the same boat this season as they were last season, except against a different American League East team, uh, which might be... Double Rays? Yes. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles. 
Uh, they're going to make a comeback? I, the Montreal Devil Rays. <laughs> the Montreal Devil Rays. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, no, the, the I, think, I think we are heading to a historic uh, World Series. Uh, and I will be rooting for the Dodgers, which I feel bad saying that to Seth, but I'm sure Seth was rooting for the Dodgers in the last World Series. I, so. Houston could obviously go back again. No, they could. Yankee. I mean, Houston's uh, just a juggernaut. I'm not doubting it, but I just I think that Yankees team is going to the World Series this year, and uh, and I think the Dodgers are. I think the I think the Dodgers. This is when we get into a little sports for the uh, the non sports. This is when the non sports people tune out. Uh, I think the Dodgers are kind of just can pretty much put it in cruise control at this point and pick up a couple of trade deadline uh, bullpen pitchers. <laughs> I, w- I will say, uh, as a Red Sox fan, uh, apologies for, for Joe Kelly. He's turning it around. <laughs> He's getting better. He's turning it around. But Jesus, early in the season, I was going, <laughs> it's, man. It's, it's rough. It's and I remember rough. like when the Sox were like, eh, we're, just, we're not going to really offer him much. And I was like, why? He did so well in the playoffs. In the he caught <laughs> lightning in a bottle at that moment. He did. That's what happens with a lot of players, is, mm-hmm. is they catch lightning in a bottle. Uh, and I am happy that freaking Manny Machado is not a Dodger anymore. I don't care for Manny Machado. And I'm extra mad at him this year, uh, after what's happened this year, because of Petey. I think he ended Dustin Pedroia's career, which I'm not happy about. Nobody should be, because Dustin Pedroia is a great player. Right? Mad respect. Mad respect to Caballito. Would have rather had him than Cano sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, oh, and actually, Seth, while you're sitting in the chair, I'm going to... Somebody's going to have to sit in this main chair in a minute. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm gonna. you going to sit in this main chair? I'm going to transition out. Oh, the main chair. Yeah. No, I was going to transition out and let, let someone else in this chair. Well, you can let Kevin in that chair, but before, uh, you want to share with us some of your favorite beers, spirits, wines, etc. Um, you know what? Since 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 I'm on Go Tell to the Law, I'm gonna stick with beers, uh-huh. even though I'm not drinking them anymore. Yeah. Um, if you guys get a chance, the Alesmith. Um, mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed the Speedway Stout. Mm. I think that's one of the best stouts out there. It's definitely, I think, my favorite one from Southern California. Stouty stout stout. Yeah. Um. What did I used to like? And from Southern California, I used to I used to, I used to go crazy over Victory at Sea. Oh, I do enjoy Victory that one. Victory at Sea was was my absolute yep. favorite for a couple of years. I do enjoy um, that one. I'm, I'm glad LA's got a scene that's really been coming on strong lately. Because when yep. I first moved to Southern California, it was it was only San Diego. Yeah. That that was it for the whole region. That's true. Uh, for the most part, don't get me wrong. There's some breweries up here, but you just you never heard about them like you did Al Smith. Or, yeah. Green, or Green Flash, or yeah, um, you know, obviously Stone. You've talked about that a lot. Stone, yeah. Stone was Stone was my intro into craft beer. Ironically, huh. when I was living in Indiana. <laughs> oh yes. Everyone, yeah, everyone was like, "What yes. are you drinking?" That's called arrogant. And you bastard. were like the only one like, drinking well, it, right? Me yeah. I'm such a jerk around here, so yeah. I should just drink arrogant bastard, and then. <laughs> Arrogant bass. I mean, it's it's. I just quality. drink three twenty twos and wake up like you know it's eighteen hours beer. later. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah, but I I, I just miss it. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I miss I miss Allagash Curio. Um, yeah. So for those of you out there, Seth, what it, your allergy is to to hops? Yeah, I don't do well with hops. To hops. So yeah. so Seth used to be a huge like huge not I mean not an alcoholic <laughs> but like a beer drinker. Uh, Seth and I would enjoy some like a nice IPA at a you know bar and and. Analyze them in a non-hipster beer snob way, um, and now Seth can no longer drink the beers. Yeah, uh, I just I drank Alesmith IPA, Stone IPA. Um, what 
I mean, it's, it's hard to remember now um, what I used well, to drink. It's, it's been years since yeah, you were yeah. drinking, like um, a beer drinker. I don't know. You know, I, and I started, I was lucky enough that um, we had gone to Europe um, in the fall, and we were in places, you know, like we were in Czech Republic, and ah. it was like, oh, there's barely any hops in the Pilsner, so I just started slamming beers one night. And <laughs> Very nice. I think you did mention that to me. Yeah, it was it was a, it was fantastic. Yeah, see, I, I enjoy some beers. I like I, some, I like I like my whiskey, but I just I enjoy like especially it was nine like ninety degrees today. Like give me some beers. We, we, you you don't drink as much as the IPAs, right, Kevin? What do you, you know, I'm kind of a uh, oh. Come sit. Tapping out. Tap out. Uh, I've always been more of a pale ale guy. Yeah. I yeah. like IPAs, but then I kind of realized like the older I got, the less my body liked them. And currently, That's me too. drinking a North Coast Blue Star wheat beer because ah. this is a throwback to when I was in college, living in Northern California. I would drink these, ah, yes. and uh, I would drink a lot of uh, Lost Coast Brewery, um, Mad River Brewery, Steelhead Pale Ale. Ah. Those were kind of, that was kind of my intro into the craft brewery. Thing. Awesome. Because growing up and down here, we would just Was there drink, not like, a lot here growing up? Like, no. Okay. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Now it's just all over the place. Yeah, we would just drink like Modelo, you know? <laughs> yeah. We thought we were badass because we were drinking Modelo. Although we did that. When I was a teenager, we did more of that, too. Mm-hmm. And in Bohemia. Just, yeah. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. Azteca. As, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good point. I drank some Coors Light even as a teenager. Yeah, cool. Teenager. Yeah. Now we're talking about natural light. Yeah. And, uh, like, <laughs> some, Mickey's Grenades and... Some idiots would buy Zima. Zima. <laughs> oh, the Zima. Yeah. When do you remember, well, like, when, um... Was it, like, late 90s when, uh... Like, Smirnoff Ice and Mike's Hard Lemonade... Maybe it was around before that, but it, it became popular. That, it was around mm-hmm. Fun Weekend in 90. 94? 93, 94, like, people were starting to show up at parties. Oh, was it right. before that? Okay, I thought it was a little later, but it, but <laughs> that stuff was just, that was horrible. I always thought it was the same was kind so of, bad. like, Boone's Farm demographic. Yeah. Uh, if you're gonna drink Boone's Farm. That makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. MD 2020. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um... I just enjoy my beers, but it's funny how the craft how the craft brewing has gotten so crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can walk like a half mile and go to Highland Park Brewing, like one of their spots right now, uh, and it's kind of crazy to think of. Yeah. So, Kevin, do you have any? Uh, we know sports teams. I mean, Kevin is a Dodgers Clippers fan, which I have also become a Clippers fan because of Kevin. Mm-hmm. I am a Clippers fan now because of Kevin. And I, I do cheer, like, here, if, if if the Dodgers aren't, I was cheering for the Dodgers in the World Series against Houston. I, I genuinely was. And I think uh, if, if, as long as they're not playing the Red Sox in the World Series, I will be cheering for them again. Um, well, we've gone to a lot of games together. Yeah, so I, 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 I enjoy the Dodgers. Like, you know, you go to a game, you start yeah. to cheer a little bit, even if it's not your team. Well, it's, and it, you know, and see, that's going back to, like, kind of fandom. I mean, I am a Boston fan. I have been since I was a kid. Not the Celtics. Just we, I didn't grow up watching the Celtics. I think I've said that on this podcast before. Totally appropriate. Um, that's fine. Yeah, see. <laughs> and, uh, but, like, in my house growing up, Bobby Orr was, was, was a god. <laughs> You know, I mean, it didn't really happen, but I used to joke with people in my house, there was a photo of, of the Pope, and there was a photo of Bobby Orr mm-hmm. hanging above the fireplace, you know, as this, uh, and then, and the Patriots are the Patriots. Football's football, you know, and see, you're not much of a football fan, but it's no. just, football's just kind of football, but for me, it was always hockey and baseball, <laughs> like one and one A, 
just I love my hockey, I love my baseball. But uh, having lived in Los Angeles for longer than I've ever lived in any other city, I do have a little bit of love uh, for the. I mean, Clippers. I'm a straight up Clippers fan. I do that because of Kevin, and I hate the Lakers. Uh, but I'm also I do have some love for the Dodgers and the Rams. I will never like the Chargers, uh, and I will never <laughs> like the Lakers. But I've got some love for them because you have that kind of hometown pride, which I'm sure you can probably say the same thing, right? So that's to like to an extent, like just kind of that. Well, I mean, I became because you're a transplant. Kevin's not a transplant. I became a Padres fan because because you because I, I lived in San Diego. Yeah. I lived close enough to the stadium yeah. where I could get season tickets. Mm-hmm. And so I was at so many games. So I was just like, I don't care how many you lose. Yeah. I love you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good experience too. Yeah. Padre, Petco Park. It was inexpensive, mm-hmm. so like that's how. I mean, I, I I have friends in San Diego who just like. They just totally like abandoned the Giants and Jets and just they became Chargers fans. That's, yeah, that's what I always like, find interesting too. Now. Yeah, you know it's personal preference. It's a, no, totally. I don't. I don't. I don't totally. I don't fault. It's the jumping around theory, people but... that bug me. Like, do you know LA natives? Well, see, it's so hard. Yes. And maybe dog. Maybe yes. baseball fans. I mean, not like, basketball. Cause one of my Lakers cl- have been so decent. One of my closest friends. We've been friends since we were like five. Mm-hmm. Was a. In the '90s, was a Bulls and a, and a Yankees oh, see, fan. Yeah, and it was like, come on, dude. Yeah. You know, our teams not, might not be good, but they're still our team. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's how I am. Like, I, I'm gonna mm-hmm. support. Yeah. Like, I, it's just you know, and I, like I said, I have some love for the LA teams. I mean, there's the, the only non-Boston uh, team thing in this house, Boston and Texas. I think there's a few Texas Longhorn things. That's family. Is is that Padres? Oh, and actually, and the other, oh, see, Juliet missed it. There's also a Phillies thing behind the door right there. Nobody sees it ever, because the no, door's open. Door Here, oh, I can't, I don't know the if fanatic? I can reach. No, no. Mike Schmidt. Ah, Mike Schmidt. I have a signed picture of uh, Mike Schmidt, who was, uh, I wouldn't argue it passionately, but I would argue uh, possibly the best third baseman to play the game. You know, I I would I wouldn't argue it passionately, but it, it's yeah. Hall of Famer. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not gonna like. Okay, you. But my I, wife's favorite ball player. Yeah. You you could argue that he was the best third baseman to play the game. Yeah. Or you could argue, and you know, never nobody knows. Uh, but that is the other non-Boston <laughs> sports thing. I mean, I but see it, a Shaquille O'Neal hanging up back there too. Well, but that's see, that's not because <laughs> I'm a. Uh, that's not a. Like, that is a program, so okay. I don't count that. I mean, it's pretty. Popular. See, here's where the questions. Here's where the, here's where <laughs> the questions. To do. Here's where the questions about the studio come up. So, so this this game. If you look closely at this, can you see the lo- uh, okay, San Diego Sports Arena? San Diego Sports Arena. Oh, I got it. So the Lakers would play a exhibition game every year at San Diego Sports Arena. Uh, and that year, they actually played the Denver Nuggets. That's what ninety seven. 97, 98. Yep, 97, 98. So, so it was 98 because it was preseason. Or 97 because it was preseason. And um, my my good friend in high school who I played basketball with, played club ball with, played high school ball with, Chris Hill, uh, his dad's, one of his dad's best friends was the coach of the Denver Nuggets. He actually was coached the Charlotte Hornets before that. He coached uh, Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning. Um, had just started coaching the Nuggets. They did this exhibition game, and because he was good friends with him, he gave us all access, um, like press passes. And then my friend Chris, actually, they brought him in to be a ball boy. He ended up being a ball boy for the Lakers. And if you see Shaq there, 
But 97-98 is either Kobe's uh, rookie or second year. So Kobe was on that team. Mm-hmm. And we went because we got these. I think it was his second year. I think it was his second because, year. Yeah, because Kobe and I are the same age, about a week apart. Okay. But he graduated high school a year ahead of me. Gotcha. Because of all that Italy and who from knows. The high school down the street from my wife. Oh, yeah. there you go. Marion, Lower Marion. Yeah, Lower Marion. Lower Marion yeah. High School. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened was we had these press passes, and those 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 are free programs because it's an exhibition game, uh, and we were, we literally had access not to go into the locker rooms but to walk around the entire arena except for in the locker rooms, um, and we go walk we're walking around because like it's an exhibition game we're not really watching the game, and uh, we go walking around and I'm I'm underneath like in the lower part of San Diego Sports Arena and we're, and we're walking and I look over as we're walking. Uh, and there's a guy like sitting in a chair with his leg up, and there's some crutches sitting next to him, and he's got a knee brace around him. And uh, and you guys will you guys will appreciate this. And I look up, and I'm like, oh, that, that's Ken Caminiti. He was playing for the Padres at the time. So he's sitting there. He's he's attending this game, and he, he just had just had knee surgery or whatever. Um, and so my friend's sister like takes some photos with him, like, oh, I love you. And looking back now, I'm like, oh, that dude's dead. Like. He's, he's gone now. He was an MVP, and now he's gone. Uh, but we're also walking through, and the big... So one of those signatures, I didn't get Ken Caminiti on, on there, but one of those is uh, is Jerry West. Oh, wow. Oh, that's yeah. huge. So we're walking yeah. around the tunnels. The logo. Uh, exactly. We're walking yeah. around the tunnels, and here's Jerry Jerry West walking by, and we're like, oh, dude, can you sign? Uh, but continuing that, the reason one of the reasons I hate Kobe Bryant is Kobe Bryant second year playing for the Lakers and he was not Kobe Bryant like at that time he was you know just because he was 18 and made the league and whatever it wasn't quite Kobe Bryant uh, comes out of locker room with like six security guards doesn't want to talk to anyone and I'm like with the with the press not like the fans standing outside like getting in their cars where it's like there's a huge crowd I'm just hanging out with the press you know and I'm, I'm not like a little kid I'm pretty tall it's like hey hey He's not talking to anybody. Not talking to the press. Not talking to any of the fans there. Walks off with like six security guards. Like two minutes later, here comes Shaq. And Shaq's walking out. Nobody around him. Like everybody's coming up to him like, hey Shaq. He's shaking hands. And I hand him, Shaq's on there. I hand him my program like, Shaq, can you please sign this? And he's just shaking hands, walking, takes my thing. Almost stole my program. Because he signs it. And what he does is there's a bunch of us. Like a bunch of people hanging around, and he reaches back to like hand it to me, but there's a whole crowd, and like could barely got it back to me. Um, but that's part of the reason why I do not like Kobe Bryant, is I was like, dude, you're such a diva. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, and Shaq was just like, hey, cool. It's pretty well like, known. Even I mean, Laker fans love Kobe for his play. Yeah, but everyone knows mm-hmm. that he's kind of a jerk. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not, you know. And Shaq really is. Was. Shaq is who he is. You know, big, gregarious, loving guy. I love me some Shaq. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean yeah. Shaq's one of those athletes that it's like, if someone says they don't like Shaq, you're like, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how? why? Yeah, I mean, the original Shazam. That's right. Well, just everything. Like, why? What, because what if he had worked a little harder, the Lakers could have been, the they could have won five, six titles together. I guess. Yeah, but know? even then, like, how could he hate on? Like, look at the dude. Like, he's just so, like, happy-go-lucky yeah. and fun mm-hmm. and everything else. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Where is Chris? Somebody find, no, is it Chris? Chris's time in the chair? You can stay in the chair. I'm just, uh, Chris is like the last one to get before we can start wrapping up. You know what I mean? Um, because Chris hasn't been on yet. Who else hasn't been on? 
was I think that's all the important players. Has Darshan sat in the chair? No, I'm not sitting in the chair. Darshan won't sit in the chair. <laughs> number one wall fan Darshan will not sit in the chair. Kevin almost stole number one wall fan title from Darshan, what, like a year and a half ago? I don't know about this almost. I think I did steal it. <laughs> you did. I didn't want to <laughs> I didn't want to blow up your spot. <laughs> Kevin smack. I know. <laughs> Kevin's had a couple what? beers and now he's being honest about I, it. Because I, I, I think at the time it was like, Well, don't tell Darshan. I graciously <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll graciously give it like I gave it back. No, that's what it was. No, I, no, it's fine. Well, Jokingly, I was like, Kevin, I think you're number one wall fan. He's like, no, let Darshan needs to be Darshan, wall she can fan. have it, yeah. I was like, all right, Darshan can have it. But you, I think you did earn it at one point. At one point. At one point. Well, it's, it's, you know, that's the thing is we have, uh, we have, it, 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 there's like kind of the team, which is really like me, Chris, Bridget, you know, and then there is uh, Jeff. Who pops in now and then? My friend from San Diego, that's like collaborating on the content. And then there's kind of that that slightly bigger group that's like you guys and Seth uh, and my buddy Art um, that that are kind of that slightly bigger one that you know are listening to it and will will hit you back with some stuff like what what the fuck happened here or like that was cool, um, you know, or like where's your episode this week type thing. Uh, and then it goes out to just then it expands mm-hmm. to like the and people that like to troll me on here. Like your mom um, hasn't been on. Yeah, that she'd like to There's, point out. I well, yeah, but that you you can be on uh, one of these times soon. Yeah, my mother is on the live feed now. She was invited to come today. It's just difficult it's long, for it's her. It's a long to way to go. Here. Yeah, it's a long way to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although to be honest, you had a long way to come. I feel like uh, the West Side is like the other. Oh, you guys had a long way to come too. West side is the other other side of the country. Uh, yes, mom, you haven't been on, but you're not at my house right now, so I I can't keep this feed going until you drive here. That would be very long, very long. Um, but yeah, we will have more of these. I feel like we should have more of these little parties. And I keep teasing bringing like a second host in here, which maybe will happen at some point, you know. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. This is just a centibration. There's a hundred more episodes coming, at least. <laughs> Probably two, three, four hundred more. Um, where's Chris? I. Because I feel. Who else did we not get on? You don't have to get up. Seth's getting him. I just. I'm trying to think. Like Chris is. If we Chris. don't get Chris on, we have failed. Uh, you know what I mean? You know, there's a lot of children. Wrangling well, that's what I'm wondering. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think and there's pizza that's happening. Too, I think we're so. getting close to wrapping up. Yeah. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. Um, we talked about some team gear. I mean, well, off topic, not really off topic. On no, topic. well, yeah. we saw for Chris. Speaking of that sporting event, what was the best sporting event live you ever attended? That's a question for the host. Oh my, um, it's tough. So, so it's between two. And I, I can tell you that I've ever attended, oh, it's it's between three, but really it's kind of like one and one A and then kind of secondary, but I will, like, I like to think of it because there was a, there's a certain energy to it. Uh, so the first one would be my very first Bruins game. Okay. Boston Bruins, which was with uh, with my father, and it was an, actually an exhibition game against the, the, uh, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks when they were still the Mighty Ducks. So it was here in town. It was in yes. San Diego. Oh, that's cool. At the sports arena. Nice. Had a lot of stuff at the sports arena. Uh, Cam Neely had just come back from a big injury. I was a big Cam Neely fan as a kid. This was like 1990, 
you know, 91 maybe at the at the latest. Uh, so that was a really big one for me. It was my very first Bruins game. Not even a regular season game, but it was my first one. So it was it was so big to me being a, uh, a Bruins fan as a kid, like growing mm-hmm. up Bruins mm-hmm. fan. Uh, and then second, like, and I can't rank these two because they are a little different, but they are very similar in some ways, uh, is, is game three of the 2007 ALDS, which was in Anaheim. At Angel Stadium. No, game... Yeah, game three. It was five ALDS. Five game series, right? It was the clinching game of the ALDS, Red Sox versus Angels at Angel Stadium. Uh, Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz hit back-to-back home runs in that game. 2003? Uh, no, seven. Oh, seven. Okay. Seven. Their second World Series run. Got it. Uh, which And that's what makes it extra... Like, it was cool because I saw it. They won. They clinched the series. But then they went on to win the World Series, which kind of made it extra mm-hmm. uh, cool. And then the third one would be... And I, I, I haven't... Wasn't a lifelong fan of theirs, but there's a certain energy about college football. I don't know if you guys have ever been to college football... A college football game. Mm-hmm. That energy is just on another level. Hand this to Bradley. Bradley, finish that off. Put it in your glass. And there's, we got more beer coming. Um, <laughs> yes, Ma. My mother is awesome. Her name is on the board behind me because she is a big supporter of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. Uh, and Ma, I've always talked about you very, very highly on this podcast, so don't worry. Um, uh, so 2000... Oh my gosh! You know, and it's funny. It's it's right. Two thousand six, uh, but it was from the two thousand five season, the national championship, which happened at the Rose Bowl, and it was USC Texas, which even you guys might even remember being like not being sports fans, but when USC was on there, uh, this was the year of the push. The, the year push, of the push. That's they beat Notre Dame to that, and this was undefeated Texas against undefeated USC. Reggie Bush, uh, Matt Leiner against Vince Young. And, uh, and and the Longhorns. I was at that game. I was sitting in the family section. My cousin uh, was redshirted, so he didn't actually play in the game. But my cousin was at that game, and I sat with my my uncle, who is now has since passed away. Um, I love you too, Ma. My mother is all over the live feed right now. Uh, my uncle, who has since passed away, we we enjoyed that, shared it, and watched Texas win the national championship. That's which great. Was was absolutely amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So it's kind of a tie between those three, although. It's hard to say because I was like a lifelong fan of the Bruins and Sox. I had I was only a fan of the Longhorns for like two years because my cousin mm-hmm. started playing mm-hmm. for them. So it's kind of that weird, like, you know, years built up to seeing the Sox play and the Bruins play, but like one year built up to like, this is awesome, but I like I've been toiled with the Longhorns. Like we were talking about, like kind of being that lifelong fan. You know, and, and toiling with them. So there is that difference there. Um, I think we're getting cl- Chris, do you want to sit down? I'm going to cede the chair to Chris. Yeah. Let's cede the chair to Chris because I think we're getting close to done. Because honestly, what else I want to do is I want to go enjoy and, and enjoy everyone here and share with you. But we have not had Chris on the podcast uh, as of yet. What are you looking for? Oh. Uh, oh, you switched to Tullamore Dew, didn't you? I did. Very nice. And that's a triple distilled. After three uh, Sammy Summers, I needed to switch over to no, I hear hard you. stuff and be done. Absolutely. <laughs> I hear you. Well, that's why I was like, Chris is kid wrangling right now. Darshan, where are you going? Are you fixing the 100? I'm trying to. 
Well, it's funny because it's like backwards on it's there. It's backwards on the live feed. Uh, so Everything's backwards on the live feed. We have uh, also our, our most important person to get on here who is wrangling children for the past couple hours or hour and a half or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, like hour and a half. Uh, we finally got on here our, our other producer, Chris Hassong, who helps keep us in line with uh, stats and information and as well as really everything that we do. Um, and is extremely important to everything we do with Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. So a big thank you to Chris um, for for being here. And and much like Bridget, like I mentioned, I don't I don't pay them. They actually they actually pay to keep this podcast running. Um, so I can hand out ten percent raises like 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 the Dickens and and uh, and it's ten percent uh, on nothing. Nothing into nothing. Yeah. Than nothing. That's all it is. But I really do appreciate um, everything that you do. Cheers. Congrats. Chris. Thank you. It's um it's it's been a it's been a long strange journey, you know, and and I'm glad to have you along for it. I really am. And um, if there's one lesson to be learned for all those listening at home, it's follow your dreams, because yeah. you may be stuck in a job you don't like. You may have the opportunity. You may not dare to venture out. But here we are, a hundred episodes later. The one and only Sean O'Rourke. One hundred episodes, not including all of your additional. Yeah. Holiday gatherings and whatnot, specials, still here. I like it. And it's, uh, and I think, you know, yeah, I think that's what separates. And I'm not saying that that this podcast, and and really it's all of you that have helped, that helped to make it great. I'm not saying it's worlds better than all these other podcasts, but that's, I think we're hitting a point, all of us, that that helped to make Go Tell to the Wall uh, a great podcast. We're hitting a point where we are separating you know, it's kind of like, uh, what is it, when you're making like milk or butter or whatever, like we're separating now and, and we're moving into this, this different, this, this more experienced tier, this, this tier that, that uh, we have longevity, you know, because so many people start podcasts and they do like 10 episodes. Absolutely. Know? And it's like, okay, well, we're done with that. And, and it's the longevity that helps, helps a lot with everything. I mean, look at Mark Marin, you know, I mean, that guy, thousands. Yeah, it's crazy. I work yeah. in TV. Trust me, yeah. I know about longevity. Yeah. I worked on lots of one-year, half-year shows. Yeah, you get a show that goes, and you're like, "This is home." Mm-hmm. When you had that experience on uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that had to be nine what, years. Would you? Would you? That was prob- probably your biggest one, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So Chris was, in, which we've mentioned on the podcast before, but Chris was in was an AD on um, How I Met Your Mother, uh, specifically the bar scene. Oh, yeah. AD for the bar Anything bar in McLaren's. Scenes. Yeah. Anything I practically lived there. That's awesome. Um, but then even beyond that, just uh, I'm sure you've had other projects where you just, you, you feel a certain energy to it. One, and yeah. was Abby's like that? Was I, I'm going to be very sad to see Abby's go. I am too. And it I was, was genuinely very disappointed. I mean, I'm always disappointed when you're not having a consistent show. But sometimes it's like, I'm disappointed, like, oh, such and such, it doesn't have... But it was twofold for Abby's, because I was like, no, I, I, I liked it. You yeah. know? I, I It's a it. bar. It's in yeah. San Diego. What's not to like? Exactly. And it's uh, 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 Neil Flynn. Neil. Neil Flynn, for the love of God. Let me tell you a quick story I, about Neil. Yeah, I, I would love to hear very it. very first day I met yeah. him, we were talking about people showing up in movies, and they just suddenly show up everywhere. And I said, ah, I felt the same way about uh, Tommy Lee Jones way back in the days. I didn't know who he was. And then suddenly he was in like five movies in four years. It's like when he showed up in The Fugitive, he was immediately, they had a shot like, we should know who this is. 
And Neil looked at me and he's like, ah, oh, you're just kissing ass because you knew I was in The Fugitive. And I paused and I was like, oh shit, Neil was in The Fugitive. Because he's, he's got a long list. If yeah. you go on IMDb, you will find a million projects he's been in. Most recently he was in, what, The Middle? Yeah. And it was fantastic you know, on the middle. But if you look, he's and been very, doing this and, for and years. It's funny because I feel like with Neil Flynn, um, everybody sees him because, like, Scrubs. Yeah. So for me, the big one was Scrubs. It was like, oh, it's a freaking janitor. Uh, but then he's. If there's a. Um, oh my gosh, who's the redhead? Like, kind of went off the rails and was pop, like popular kid actor, tween actor. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan, thank oh. you. Um, whatever her movie was, no. It also has oh, Mean Girls. Mean Girls, yeah. Neil Flynn is her father in Mean Girls. Of course he is. He's, right? He's everywhere. And that's what it is. And then the middle. I mean, he's fantastic on the middle. Yeah. I I think the middle was a great show. Um, I mean, what's her name? But uh, Pat Heaton is yeah. is fantastic. Too. Which is she's in my next show. Oh, is she? Which she is. My next show is Carol's Second Act. Oh. Uh, I start that in the fall. Oh, with Patty. Yeah, Trisha Heaton is uh, playing Carol's a new second doctor. Carol's second act. Uh, we will be talking about that quite a bit come fall. Yeah, she's yeah. Of course, she's yeah. older now. Yeah, she gets a second career in life. She's going to be a doctor with all of the twenty-somethings interns. Gotcha. And of course, you know, she doesn't get kicked around like they do, and yeah. it's it's whole thing. Yeah, so. It's nice to go back to back from from Neil to yeah to Patty yeah well and we've got your current show uh, airing right now which I was stuck with Zoe all week so I haven't I haven't actually started watching it yet but Mr. Iglesias I did I yes, which we've talked about well, yeah I had you. yeah I just I had Zoe all week well and actually we're gonna I'm gonna cut us off but we're gonna we're gonna talk Arrowverse for like five minutes love to like five minutes. Um, just because we're running over time, like we can, we'll, we will talk more. Sure, I would like to because I think, uh, but we will talk a little bit on here. Um, but the little bit of time I had this week with Dai being in China, I I am uh, I'm I've finally started watching Arrow. Yeah, which and I'm I'm caught. So Legends of Tomorrow, and actually we'll just move into that. <laughs> or, or no, I'm sorry. So Mr. Iglesias yeah. on Netflix, it's on there right now. Uh, the entire first season. Yep, check it out. Uh, our very own Christmas song. I'll be watching it. I think it's it's. Do you like it, Darshan? Oh, yeah. I mean. I watched it in like two days. Yeah, Julio Iglesias is fantastic. I I enjoy Gabriel. him. Gabriel. Uh, or Gabriel. Not, not the first time it's happened. Trust I, me. Well, I, I've done it multiple times on the podcast. <laughs> but it's one of those things. It's where like, who is the biggest? And Iglesias is a pretty common name. But who's the biggest Iglesias on the face of the, like that has ever existed? Well, Julio Iglesias. Like <laughs> until you talk to Gabe and he's. Bigger, as in larger man, <laughs> which yeah. is fun. He has, yeah. he has no, a good fun. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure, he, if, I'm sure if he was standing right here and I said who he would be like, he yeah. would, he would laugh like, his ass off. Yeah. He's really a good, good spirit, um, good I'm guy. Hear that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so, he's a wonderful guy. So make sure you are watching Mr. Iglesias. Ma, watch Mr. Iglesias. It's on Netflix. Everyone needs to be watching it. Um, I, like I said, I haven't watched it yet, but I know I already know I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Plus, honestly. I don't think it's happened much, but if Chris worked on a show that was not very good and he knew I wouldn't like it, I think Chris would be honest with me and be like, "I, I would." Hey, you don't need. And to I've worked on plenty of things that my family's like, "Yeah, that's on opposite the show we're watching." I'm like, "Okay." No, but yeah, but see, I, I was like, I was all about some Abbeys. I mean, I, I was a I was an avid How I Met Your Mother watcher before you and I met. So I, like that was that was 
on another level for that show. And I will say, personally, that was the best show we'd ever worked on. We knew it when we were there. Not like afterwards, we're like, oh, I wished we'd, we'd appreciated it. We appreciated it every day. Yeah. They wrote it hard. We shot it hard. I mean, everybody can just tell a joke. We would cut away and show you the joke. Which, you know, I looked at the writers, I'm like, God, they just don't know how to write a sitcom, but if they did, it would be boring. Yeah. It would have been boring. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't go nine years being bored. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, All right. So, we're going to talk more about it, but I've talked a little bit about it, but the reason I bring this up, and especially with you sitting here, so for me, I started watching Legends of Tomorrow in 2016 when it came out. Yep. I had no basis with The Flash or Arrow. <laughs> you started straight so with the spin-off, spin-off spinoff. So this, exactly, the spinoff spinoff, which is extra funny because then I went back and I watched The Flash because I've always been a Flash fan. I, I like The Flash. I, I watched the original Flash in the 90s. Uh, my Halloween costume in 1990 was, and I'm, I hope my mother is still on the live feed here, uh, was a prototype costume for national theme production, which was, was a Flash costume. I was the only one that had it. The only one that had it in the neighborhood. They literally tailored it to me, uh, and I had that either night. Yeah, it had to be nineteen ninety. Sean, my mom made my flash oh, no. costume in nineteen ninety as well. Oh no, I, and that's what I mean. <laughs> is I'm sure, but I had it. I had the prototype through National Theme Productions. Yeah, you had you had a big, legit. They were the big. Hal- they were the big Halloween costume yeah. company. Yeah, yeah. So they basically used me as a model to then make the the main costume uh, for Halloween, which was kind of funny. So I went back to watch Flash, and then. Watching Flash was a trip because you have this Legends of Tomorrow stuff. Yep. And then now I'm back on Arrow, which is bad. He's worked his way in reverse, folks. That's what I'm doing. I'm really working my way in reverse. And there's certain things where I watch. I mean, so, and no spoilers out there. I'm going to avoid the spoilers as much as possible for anyone who's going to go back and watch these shows. Uh, But Malcolm Merlin, like, pops up. And I'm like, oh, that's blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wait, is he yet? Is he not? And I'm like, and after a while, I'm like, okay, he's not yet. But he's going to be. He's yeah. going to be. And like, there's so many of those moments. And then even because I know, um, like, Thea Queen. Like, so I, I'm, I'm like, two seasons in Arrow. And right. she's this, like, party girl. I'm like, okay, just get to the... Like, you're you, going to be this person. We know where we're like, going. Yeah. And you know? I... Watching The Flash. I was, Superman, Batman, no, no, no. I was a Flash fan. I started collecting the comic books. Ah. And as I'm watching stuff, they mention a character. And I raise an eyebrow. Yeah. And I pick up my phone silently while I'm watching, and I look him up. I'm like, I knew it. Yeah. You know, it's like I, yep. I, they totally. ring bells. Even Absolutely. the obscure characters, super obscure. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. And I have to, I have to look it up because sorry, sadly, I am far removed from yeah. when Barry Allen was the Flash. The new one, I was like, Wally West. Yeah. Who's this guy? What city are we in? I, you know, and I was like, this is the Kid Flash. Yeah. And it took me a long time. The only Wally West Flash comics I picked up were when Barry Allen makes another return, or, you know, I I jump into every one of those, because Barry Allen is my Flash. Gotcha. No, I like it. I like it. And I I was never, I wasn't a huge Flash comic book guy, but I was always, a little bit, uh, but always the television show. I I came in much, way late. I mean, they went... 250, 350. They went a long time before uh, Barry was gone, gotcha. and they're on to to Wally. Okay. And when they came up with the show in the '90s, I liked it. Yeah. And the biggest reason it didn't 
go is it was campy enough that the adults didn't love it and it was adult enough that the kids didn't love it. Yeah. And they've read CW, I think, you know. I think they found I I agree with you. I doff my cap. And too. I like Arrow and I like I like Legends. I love Flash. I yeah. think especially I think they do a good job with all those shows, but I think especially Flash and I'm, I mean honest to god, Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah. Like talk about an actor having a fun run. Yeah. Without spoiling too much, he he really yeah. gets to do a different exactly. gig every year. And we're going to get something new next. And that's of course what, we are. When the last one ended, I'm like, alright, who's, who's, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? What's he doing yeah. next? I love it. I love and it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, The Flash has always been blonde in all the comics. Yeah. And in the 90s, they cast John Wesley Ship, and I'm yeah. like, alright, prove it to me. And I'm like, alright, I'll buy it. And then, here we come with Grant. Yeah. And... Same thing. I'm like, all right, you sold me. You yep. sold me. I don't. I don't care what this used to look like. Yeah, you've you've done it. Yeah. You've succeeded. Well, you know what I really love about the Flash, and really all of those CW shows, but really the Flash that they do a good job with. And and you know me as a film fan, I'm a I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. Everything I really love is dialogue driven. Yeah, and it's just the dialogue on the Flash is just like. And kudos, like you're doing it well. You they've know? got Cisco. Yeah, Cisco is your ultimate geek yep. magnet. Yep. He gets to name all the bad guys. Absolutely. And he's like, oh, I'm going to call him yeah. Weather Wizard. And he's like, nailed it. You know, yeah. he's he's all over. And his, him, and, him and Tom Cavanaugh. Their relationship, regardless <laughs> yeah. of which Tam, Would, Tom yeah. Cavanaugh. Yep. Brilliant. Love it. Brilliant. They have yeah. fun. And I know we talked, I was on the live feed talking about yeah. Dark Phoenix where they said they didn't have oh, any yeah, yeah. fun. Yeah. They didn't have any fun. Yeah. Deadpool has the most fun you can have in a comic book movie. Yeah. The Flash has fun. Absolutely. Arrow has not pulled me in as much as it should because they they're very serious. Yeah. Legends of it's Tomorrow. Watchable. They are very very you know. Hey, That's, let's do a seventies. Let's yeah. do you know. They have fun to yeah. the point that they'll almost let the story. They do spin off. And sometimes to have I'm kind of like, all right, we're doing this right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And in fact, I'm not it. caught up on Legends. I'm I'm da- I, uh, I owe the last six. I just got caught up. I'm yeah. I'm a little behind. Well, they didn't do a crossover uh, with uh, Legends. Yeah, they they got they, joke they got you, bumped. I don't know if you're on it, but there there will be a big one. Next. Okay. I think they've it's already on. I they're doing a big. They've uh, announced Crisis. Uh, Crisis Earth. Yes, and that's going to be. Oh, Christ, that's huge. Out. I was never a huge comic book guy, but I'm like geeking out now with the. And I like comic books, but I was never like enough to be like Crisis Earth. But now I am. Crisis yeah. on Infinite Earths. Yeah. With Supergirl and Arrow in the Flash. If anybody at home knows the comic yeah. that they made it Those from, be crazy. it is huge. It is as huge as it gets, especially given. The characters that are involved, you don't want to miss this one. I've I've got chills. I'm sorry I'm to say it. I've got no, chills. I'm on it. I'm looking forward to that, and we'll we'll talk about it on the podcast. We will um, as we get closer. Uh, we are just about out of time, but I, what I want to do right now, Darshan, get everyone that's out here right now, get them all in here. If you can find my daughter, that's great too. Find my find my daughter. We're gonna do a big toast and a big thank you. Thank you, Chris, for everything you have done. Bradley, wake up! No more double IPAs for Bradley. He's done with the double IPAs. What are you guys doing? Oh, I can do a little... We're online. We're 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 online right now. Look, do you want to wave hi to everyone? We got Doug in the background here. I want to get everyone here. Everyone in the studio right now. Come on. I fed you, I gave you drinks, and not (laughs) only you came into the studio. I want you to all enjoy this. 
Okay. okay. Stay, stay here. Okay. You don't heckle at Burning Man. Okay, we're somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Where's the mechanism? Mm. Exactly over there. Oh, it is go. over there. Somebody give me my kid if she's a, if she's there. Die, Bridget, Juliet. Yeah, get something to toast with, please. I needed a glass. Use some toast. Uh, for those of you just listening, we are just finishing up our centebration here. Uh, great big thank you, as always, to Bridget Hassong and Chris Hassong. Uh, number one wall fan, Darshan Bradley, uh, who who surprisingly kept his shirt on for this. Uh, <laughs> ah, boo. Also, Seth Rosenberg. Uh, and everyone else that has come over, uh, and Kevin Jones, everyone else that has come over, please come in here. Get in this camera. Where's my daughter? Do I have a kid? Yeah. Somebody give me my kid. Uh, we're going to have a nice big toast to uh, to episode 100. To ep- this, is really, this is really to all of you. Here's your baby. Okay, come in here, honey. Yeah, there we go. There's my baby doll, Zofia. Nope. It's just mommy's going to hold you. Okay. Bridget coming? Bridget. Where's Bridget? Oh, potty. Oh. Uh, it happens. Bridget was on for a toast. We are running out of time. So you really, really this is like all animal. Of you. Yeah. I do. I love animal. Uh, maybe we should have had Fiona like in here too. asking questions. Maybe. Really, this is to all of you that have kept us like going it. for almost three years, 100 episodes, uh, and all the support you have given. Can Daddy have cheers? Cheers. 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 Thank you. Uh, weirdly, my daughter is camera shy. So this is to all of you. Thank you all for celebrating with us. Here's to another 100 episodes. 100. Uh, thank you for everything that you guys have done. Can I post it with my hands? Thank you to all of you out there that are watching on the live feed. Thank you to everyone out there that subscribes and listens. Make sure you are subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. Also on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell us to the wall. And thank you to my wife, my wife Diana, for putting up with this on a weekly basis. Also, my daughter, Zofia, who is being camera shy. She's funny. She's very camera shy. She gets on the camera for, for, for give me motion, but... Can you say hi to everyone? Can Daddy have a kiss? Ah, thank you. Uh, And thank you to all of you out there for listening for the past three years. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're sharing with everyone. Uh, Make sure you bookmark shawnaworklive.com. And I am looking forward to the bi-centibration 100 episodes from now. And uh, and if, if all of you get us up to enough downloads and enough support, then we will have that damn whiskey episode that, that Seth and Bridget have been so excited about. Uh, on that note, this has been the official centibration episode of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, social media world, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, no matter why you are doing it, always, always use what? Common sense. That's right. <laughs>